You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Handwriting sucks ass. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode 057, recorded on this, the 12th of May, 2019. This is, of course, the official podcast of the international rock combo, international power rock combo, motherfucking ruckus from Denver and Chicago, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. For all of you listening, thanks for listening. As always, we've been seeing the numbers go up. It's awesome to have some new people listening to the show and all the people who have been uh, hitting us up to to tell what they've been getting out of the show. That's fucking great. Keep sending us messages. Yeah, Keep thanks. shooting us texts if you got our phone number. I'm not going to give it on the show, but you got it. <laughs> Actually, Keep. if we give it long enough, he'll give it out on the show. I don't know, especially considering what happened to me today, which we'll go into later in the show. <laughs> I don't think Everybody, that's number four. I ding, think, ding, 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 ding. I think I think I'm going to be a lot more careful with the flow of information going out from now on. But mm, for those say. of you who've been reaching out and um, and sending us emails and messages and and letting us know what you think about the episodes, uh, man, we really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps the show. It, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share. Just tell one person that you like the show. And of course, uh, you can support the show by following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify. Uh, man, we're on all the shit. So follow us on that. We're also we're on Twitter, and we're starting to be a little bit more engaged on Twitter. I'm trying to learn it. I feel like a fucking old guy, <laughs> but. Um, Tweet about it. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm going to tweet so angry. Tweet how to use Twitter. Dude, Twitter is a <laughs> fucking dumpster fire, man. It is. Like, I I wasn't really that exposed to it as a platform, but it is. It's intense. You definitely don't want to look at it too too close to bedtime. Uh, the motherfucking podcast. The motherfucking podcast right. is, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, and I think we're going to start getting all the episodes onto SoundCloud here yeah. soon, so watch out for and that. And it's also on our own website. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, and you can also go to mfruckus.com and stream it directly there. That's the one. Uh, also, big shout out and big thanks to, uh, and if you'd like to really help out the show and help out everything we do, um, man, you can be like the amazing people who back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mfruckus. I, I can't tell you how far that shit goes, man. That shit it, works. It, it works. It works. Uh, we, we not only use the platform, we but so. we take 10% of everything that we earn on Patreon and uh, give it out to other creators on the platform because we believe in it that much. So check us out. Check out any other creators that you know that might be on the platform because it's a great way to... Man, we use it to keep the show going, to pay for merch, to pay for marketing, to pay for our album pretty much everything, and uh, we do our best to hook up the people who hook us up. So check it out. Uh, A couple quick housekeeping things. We are getting ready to announce a couple shows. Coming up uh, in North Pueblo, we're doing a big festival for um, 
Maggie, uh, the Maggie May Farms Dispensary is getting ready to open their seventh location. So we're going to be doing their festival. Peace, More info on that man. coming soon. Far but that's going to be July 26th. And then, uh, or that's going to be July 27th. And then July 26th, we have a, uh, a show at Lost Lake that uh, we're building a lineup for. And we'll have more information coming on that. Also, make sure you check out a couple of the interviews that have gotten released uh, recently that I did. Um, I did yeah, a podcast man. interview with Bod's Mayhem Hour that was really fun. Uh, did one recently for Hollywood Music Mag. We're actually on the cover of the new Hollywood Music Mag. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of new stuff has been coming out. So check out our pages. Um, we've been posting them all to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So been check those fire, out. on fire, man. Yeah, really. We've lot been of, on a streak. A lot of interviews. We've been on a streak. And we're also going to be doing, um, next month, we're going to be doing the Motherfucker in a Cape podcast live at Mutiny Information the Cafe. Motherfucker in a Cape. The Motherfucker in a Cape with uh, our Alan Brooks. Um, me and Jake Fairley are going to be going on and talking about um, mixing the, the the multimedia approach to our project, The Front Lines of Good Times. So we're going to talk comics and rock and roll and, uh, and pulling ideas out of our ass. Our All guests right, today are, uh, man, an iconic. Iconic, for sure. Iconic uh, Denver rock power couple. Uh, certainly some people that, that, that we have some history with and um, a couple uh, re- respectively very accomplished uh, artists and entertainers each in their own right. Um, Meh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, as far as I'm concerned, not only that, but um, also they, they run a studio out of their home, the Crash Pad Studios. And, uh, man... What the fuck else do you? Oh, and uh, they out. and they run the Colorado Original Music Community Group on Facebook, which is one of the few Facebook groups out there that is in total trash. It's fucking yeah. great, and it's actually a useful one. It's really useful, and they uh, they don't delete our posts when we post this podcast <laughs> up every week. You know, I was that's another clue that I thought you might be wrong. I was wondering if it was a faux pas. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll ask them about it. Please welcome to the show, Bart. And Jen McCrory. Hello. Hey. So, so let's let's first of all let's because I just gave the broad strokes of your credits, but you guys like individually have done a lot. So let's we'll start with Bart. We of course first met you in Frontside Five, right? Valio Mierda. See. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You then ran Motoland Studios. You yes. run Crash Pad Studios now, right? Um, you just did this um, Blood Axe collab project, right? That was like kind of your own little probot. Yeah, um, exactly. God, what else? Uh, Messiah Vor. Yes, that's new. Uh, Throttle Bomb. Yes. Uh, you guys were both in Final Blow together for a bit, weren't yes. you? Yes. What else? What am I missing? You're missing the blackouts. Well, no, that and then Jen. Yeah. Also in Throttle Bomb, yeah. also in Final Blow, was in the Blackouts for a long time. Right. And then what which else? Which was when I met you guys. Which was yeah. when we met mm-hmm. you is when you were in the Blackouts, mm-hmm. uh, right when the Blackouts were yep. first getting going. So what What else What else am I leaving off for you, Jen? Uh, I was playing in self-service for a little while. That's too. right. You were in self-service, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Do you know self-service was one of the first punk rock bands I ever saw? I'm not surprised. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I saw they self- They've been it doing really, it for a yeah. while. <laughs> I saw self-service with uh, Blank 77 and the Antiheroes at the Ozitlon. Wow. So that wow. was a long, yeah. long time ago. We had... Uh, we had Josh Lent from Clusterfucks on here, yeah, and we were just pretty much the whole show was sitting around talking about '90s that's Denver and the Ozzy wow. and 
you know. Uh, sidebar, Josh is actually on the Blood Axe album. He is on the Blood Axe yeah. album. Is Justin on it too? Oh, I'm sorry. Justin's on the Blood Axe album. Okay, Not Josh. Cool. Sorry, guys. I get you kind of mixed up every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Love those guys. So it's... It, the lens. Of course, we also, um, if, if you've been a follower of the band for any uh, uh, amount of time, Bart um, engineered... Our live album, The Dirty Half Dozen, he engineered a couple old fourth-year albums. At least one. Um, and then uh, the Bust a Nut EP by White Fudge. You did one oh, White yeah. Fudge album. That's yeah. right. Um, and then, God, I'm trying to think. I, I think you did a couple, like, like forgotten and lost to the ages fourth-year freshman demos. Highly likely. Yeah. yeah, back in the early days when Frontside 5 was just, uh, where, where I just joined Frontside 5, I think you guys came in. And maybe did something for a compilation or something. Oh like yeah, that. that's right. Um, because you guys did that Mile High Low Life comp, and we were we oh. right. we re-recorded a song yeah. for the Mile High Low Life comp. And be- yeah. And before that, I don't know if you guys were there for the Undead in Denver stuff. We never did any of the Undead in Denver okay. stuff, but you released like four or five of those, right? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you could, you could have lied, and I would have believed you. It's all good. <laughs> We're telling the truth here today. Yeah. So yeah. So starting now, right? Man, I don't <laughs> I don't even know where to begin because I mean we just have such we just we have a very long history together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I I think you two are just aces. Oh, and shucks. and uh, oh, and we think you're neat too. Yeah. It just play <laughs> like years of playing shows together and working in the studio together. Um, you know, before you guys got together, and then and and seeing you guys get together and be like have this very um exemplary relationship thank you like as we've worked hard on it and and that's that was the main thing that i wanted to talk to you guys about is is you guys how long have you guys been together now Uh, 10 years 11 years you guys have been together 11 years and you both support each other in your individual bands you guys both play together you guys both work on the studio together right like you guys um jen hangs out jen okay i vacuum the stairs hey (laughs) somebody's gotta vacuum the stairs uh but but i mean it's i always see a lot of it's very rare when you guys are working on a project that that one of you is working on a project that the other one isn't isn't singing your praises. Yeah, you we're know, supportive right and you. we're yeah. there backing each other up the whole way. Right, because there's no other way to do it. Right, and know? and it's like you yeah. guys you guys are very good about. Uh, standing back and applauding the other one when when the other one accomplishes something or, moves or does yeah. something, which is yeah. how can you not? It, yeah. And it's it's something that is always that is has stood out to me since you guys got together and knowing you individually and knowing how how passionate you are about uh, about music and entertaining. Um, you know, it's it's it, it's been something really cool to watch uh, to watch happen. Awesome, man. thank um, you. So, I guess one of the questions is, and we can kind of branch off into any tangential asides with regard to, you know, specific background. But let's let's kind of start out with how you guys ended up getting together and how your relationship has progressed over the years, and and you know. For you, what's the secret of, of keeping the, the the rock and roll power dynamic together? And she's and, always right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and exactly. listening. Yeah. No. So yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell tell me how you guys end, uh, ended up where you were and yeah, yeah. and how you got to here. Well, uh, I got approached to record the blackouts, um, and that's how we met. 
Remember? Yeah, I had just uh, ended a terrible relationship, and Darcy booked us a day I was in the a studio. Rebound. Yeah, those are always I the mean, best ones. Yeah. yeah. Darcy booked us a day in the studio, and I was like, that's great. Great. That's just what I need. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, I yeah. met in the studio. And so apparently, I was like only asking questions about Jen, according to the other girls in the band. Yeah. And, I believe uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what does yeah. she do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were dating a cop? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was just, That's lame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Want to take a ride on my motorcycle, little girl? Basically, he asked me to be his date for his birthday. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was later that month, maybe. Yeah. And uh, we I, went to Herman's and saw a show or something. Yeah. And then uh, I took you to a strip club and we went bowling or yeah, something I, like that. We, <laughs> he took me to a strip club on our one of our first dates. Yeah, I can't remember. But it, it was his birthday, together. so. <laughs> See, that that's I good, though, because <laughs> you kind of want to get those things established yeah, right from the right. get-go. It's like, listen, this is... This is the way that it's going to be from time to time. Let's see how cool you are. Exactly. You <laughs> gotta you guys, test the waters, you guys, man. You guys knew each other's bands though probably before that, right? I did. Like from around town and yeah. whatnot. Well, yeah. yeah, I think we had played with um, Frontside Five once. Before we knew each other. Yeah, before we knew each other, yeah. Well the blackouts were the blackouts were a project that that I mean, a, a lot of the girls started kind of later in life, right? Yes. Like it, 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 when you guys first started out, I remember it being, you know, Kate had just gotten divorced, I think, or was or was a few years past a divorce, and and it was kind of a it was a new thing for you guys to really be getting out there and playing. Yeah, so we had always just our started. Kids. She had just started really. You had just started playing, playing at that point. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we had yeah. done. I think I we did several shows with you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Yeah, in those days. So, so you two, you two had known each other like around the scene, yeah, and things sort like of. that. But I, mean, I don't think we'd ever talked until we, uh, we until you got locked in a submarine together. Exactly, for exactly. Period yeah. of time. <laughs> See, that's why you get the studio. That's right. <laughs> that's how you get the chicks, guys. <laughs> and the spider weaves his web. <laughs> so, uh, so. You know, early courtship kind of broad strokes. Like, how did you guys? How did oh, you guys we just have... fucking fell right in. Yeah. Boom. yeah. I, I remember yeah. seeing you guys like even a few years into the relationship, and you were you're very affectionate in one another. I remember with one another. I remember seeing at Three Kings back when they had the gross old couch next to the bar. <laughs> when they still did, had what the did you see? No, 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 no. It was it was very sweet. Things. It was very sweet and romantic, actually. <laughs> aside from the fact that it was the grossest couch in the city of Denver, we helped make it that way. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Same, same. <laughs> Pretty much every. Actually, Three Kings ended up taking one of the couches from the old band house and made it into one of the green room couches. Oh, God. And when I found out that Jerry gave that away, I was like, oh, no, you don't want that. <laughs> ah, I've got video of why you don't want that. <laughs> but I remember I remember coming into the bar, and it was back when Three Kings had that awful carpet on the ground, yeah. and it was just before, before they really started making the place super nice. And I remember seeing you, Bart, laying in Jen's lap, and there was a show going on. And it was between between bands, and you were laying in her lap, and you guys were just kind of like hanging out, checking your phones, and talking to each Aww. other, and laughing. And <laughs> we're still just sho- like that. showing each other funny stuff. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it was very, it was very sweet. It was very romantic. Like it was very cute. That's like you nice. guys, you guys obviously like. It's not know. all just for show. It's we're, we're really in. We no, actually no. do really like each other. No. Yeah. see that, and that's yeah. really cool. Well, that's good. That's yeah. really cool. Um, so, so. 
what ha, do, would you say has sustained you guys for the last decade and and has kept you guys kept you guys going and kept you returning to yeah. to liking each other yeah. mutual respect mm-hmm. a lot know. of admiration yeah. i think is really key and yeah. uh involvement you know we don't live separate lives right and that's a big way to keep things uh you know smooth and start living those separate lives you don't really know what's going on and mm-hmm. you know so we just you know we live together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In all aspects, I yeah, guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Not not just at home, but in life. Yeah. yeah. Well, totally. and like you were saying, I mean, I don't actually run the studio, but, um, you know, I live in the house that the studio's in, so I interact a lot with the bands that are there. Which and is really come important. Come down and listen yeah. and say how it sounds. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, I, yeah. And, that, and I think that that's super important. And, you know, that where, where, where we do a lot of our work is up at Evergroove and... Yeah. Jenny, now Jenny's a little more involved because she kind of does the books for the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a big thing of what makes that place appealing and, and what makes the crash pad appealing is it does have this very like homey, communitative, you know, com- community, familial comfortable, vibe yeah. to it. It's gotta you know, be it is it is in the basement of your house. Yeah. And it's a it's a great studio. I mean, you're turning out tons of great records um, all the time. Yeah, staying busy. Yeah, staying plenty busy and you know yeah, you make your sure. full living off of just recording people's music and you, correct you have the entire time i've known you yes like you it's you are a, a bona fide professional right. so so i i think that there's something appealing about having that presence of the family having that presence of you know it's, it's not just an engineer in a studio that you're paying money to it's like come into our home trust us with your art we will create something great together. And so I think I think that role of being, you know, part of the the studio family is really important in that yeah. in that Absolutely. regard. Even on our Facebook page when I made the Facebook page for the crash pad, I put it in as a community and not just a business. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't want that complete association because for me it's more than that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's what keeps people coming back is so. is feeling like they somehow you know, having Crash Pad, the name Crash Pad on their record is like, makes them a part of something. Yeah, it's a good yeah. stamp. Right. You know, of uh, Denver Pride musically. I take a lot of pride in what I do. I care about everybody's project. Right. You know, and I always say my name's on it too. So That's I don't right. want it to suck. Well, every every time... So step that, it up, motherfuckers. Right. Don't fuck up. Every time that we worked with you in the studio, we had... a. A fucking great time. Awesome. Yeah. It was always great. It was it was always like we felt like we could communicate to you what you know we had in mind. We were probably not as good at communicating our ideas back then, but you were you were always you know you were you're in that same category as someone like Brad Smalling, where I would say that you were a producing engineer and you Absolutely. really did you yeah. really did participate in it. It really helps that Bart plays guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really helps that Bart plays guitar. Yeah, I get that a lot it's like, from what the fuck. I don't know what to do with this tone. Uh, uh, about being a musician to too, <laughs> right? How important that is, especially. I can count the four. I can count the seven. You right. know, I can help them keep track of the structures of the song. Yeah. Well, and you're not going to blow smoke if it sounds like shit. I don't know. And, <laughs> and that's uh, bad. Do it again. Has anybody ever just up and quit because of that? No. But <laughs> oh, I'm married. Jen, Jen's raising her hand. What, what are you raising your hand? She calls about? me John instead of Bart yeah, when I, we're in the studio. I, I don't even remember. <laughs> <Bart. laughs> 
All right, John. Exactly. I, I have to separate the producer yeah. from my husband because otherwise I'll go to bed angry. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. sure. Nope. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Call John. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything but Bart. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know one one thing I really remember from working with you, especially on the Dirty Half Dozen album, is is something that is. We had a really ambitious notion for doing the project, mm-hmm. and rather than telling us all the ways it wouldn't work or it would be stupid, you were into, yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah, dude. And I think that's exactly what you said was, yeah, yeah dude, let's try it out. Yeah, let's man. see what happens. I was excited because it's fun to do, uh, you know, patch into a live venue setup and right. I'm I'm all about the puzzle. I love yeah. putting a puzzle together. And this was this was. I mean, the Dirty Half Dozen was probably like seven years ago, yeah. something like that. So, you know, I mean, we just kind of have this. It, technology moves so quickly that it, it it can feel like it has always been what it is now. Yeah. But seven not. years ago, making a live album, it wasn't as simple as putting a USB drive into a the board soundboard. that's already there. Right. Yeah. And we then pulling the everything. multi-track. We had to bring a and separate just setup. Seven years ago. We yeah. had to mic everything separate. <laughs> we, I, I actually used most of the mics from the house, but I had to take lines in separately to my system. Right, right. And then do a separate mix off of that. And what, four different venues? Yeah, yeah. We did. And really? one of them you didn't even get to go to. Yeah, I just we mixed just, it. Yeah, we, uh, the, the Belly Up oh, in Aspen had... Weird. They had their own setup right. and their own engineers, so we just had them pull the digital files and sent it to yep. you, and, and you just kind of had to go with whatever that engineer had recorded. It all worked, man. Now, fortunately, the Belly Up is a is it's a really a really nice yeah, venue. I've loved playing that place. Yeah, uh, you guys get to do what, one thing that's cool um, that's been really cool with Frontside Five is because you guys are kind of this this specialty niche because mm-hmm. you're a skate rock band you guys have had a lot a lot of opportunities to like pretty much anytime a big band of like the skate punk world comes through like you guys are a shoe in for it yeah that was the case and still is and you guys know i'm no longer in the band right i didn't know that oh, okay yeah it's been what four years now yeah, four yeah. Years. i but, mean dude i haven't seen Frontside in in a very long yeah, time yeah yeah well they still are active they don't play as much i don't think they're writing much but they still get offered those gigs and they'll come together and huh. they just did the faction actually where i got this shirt which yeah, is yeah. like a huge milestone for them because that's one of the bands that inspired them to be a skate rock band to begin with. And who who all was in the faction again? Refresh my memory. Uh, the faction, I don't know any of their names. Uh, it was just an early... Uh, but there's like a couple pro skaters in the yeah. band. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of dude's name. It's escaping me. Is up. it Tony Alva? Is that no. no, 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 that's not... I want to say... I don't know my skateboarders. I want to say Caballero, but I can't... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Anyway, I... Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it has been so long since I've seen a French We play with Joe. JFA, Agent Orange. Right. I keep hitting the fucking mic. Uh, and uh, Bad Brains, you know... We played together at Skatopia, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've talked about Skatopia yeah, a couple Steve times. Steve Caballero. Steve, Steve Caballero, Caballero. yeah. We we've okay. talked about Skatopia on this show a couple of times, and I think did you had you guys done it one year before? The oh yeah, year we, we did it before it? they tried to make it into like an like MTV event. Yeah, and it was always great and full of people, and like uh, you know they had a couple nationals that came through, but nothing super major. I think we played with Gang Green one year. Yeah, we played with Gang Green the year we played. Uh, the year we played with you guys, Gang Green was the the big headliner. Oh, okay, so then yeah. we went back another time when they tried to make it a real deal. 
Uh, with like guar and yeah, and, and we got a private guar show. Yeah, which it was, was like amazing. it was like us and a hundred people, maybe. Yeah. CJ really? Ramon, Dinosaur yeah. Jr. See, I didn't know you guys. Had, I didn't know you guys. Plug, what? Agent Orange. I didn't know you guys yeah. did that. Yeah, we went out yeah. there and we made it there, and it was like nobody was there. Crickets, dude. There really? Was, yeah. it, that place should have been had twenty thousand people in it, and it was what six hundred maybe. Because the two years not that <laughs> not even that. Because the two years we played, it was insane. Yeah, this you know with explosions us. and like firework wars with Roman candles. Dude, we showed up mushrooms. With a, yeah, dude, skate, skating that dogs death and ball. cats living together. Skate Mass hysteria. <laughs> that death bowl is fucking insane. We yeah. showed up. We yeah. showed up with a propane tank to cook with and as we were walking to our campsite this is our first time at Skatopia and there's people just shooting Roman candles <laughs> at our propane tanks and then the second year we go you know then we're initiated so we're like had um, one of those water balloon slingshots oh nice and we were putting mortars in it so you're ready and shooting it into other people's camps oh yeah you know and then people come over they're like what the fuck why are you shooting that at and then it's like you want a beer yeah, I want a beer. All right. You know? <laughs> I remember. Uh, so I remember. Fireworks back at you too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Skatopia was the first time I ever saw anybody shoot a bottle rocket from their asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw That's fat, the place you see it too. Fatty, fatty from White Fudge punched a guy off the roof of the fucking skate barn. <laughs> And he didn't move. Yeah. And and his body wasn't there the next day, so we can only assume that he got up and walked away, but we can't confirm it. Yeah. The rumor was there was a lot of people buried did in it, those woods. Did, it, did any of you guys <laughs> skate while you were there? I don't skate. I fell in the I bowl. did on the concrete. Uh, <laughs> the, short, the one with the little yeah, short roof? Yeah. Just, no, no, not in. It was before it, that was inside. built. It was outside the uh, barn areas. Oh, yeah. Just like the snake runs and just like the mellow stuff. Because, you know, Rob Dog and Shane are great skaters, man. I just roll around. Right. Yeah. You know. I, I fell in. I fell into the big one in the barn drunk. Nice. And they didn't give me time to get out. They're like, your own damn fault. And they're just skating oh, around yeah. me. I was terrified. Yep. You're uh, on your own, man. Dude, I remember. It's like the Wild West out there. I think it's crazy. I know. The second year that we went, we saw Bruce's kid. Uh, you'd be... <laughs> He didn't know the subtle nuances of car smashing. <laughs> and, like, they have cars yeah. that they bring in to smash. Bruce's son smashed a car that just belonged to some girl that was there. <laughs> smashed it Not up. Not the brightest candle ever lit. And, no. and Bruce is, like, trying to reprimand his son, but he's laughing at the same time. <laughs> and this girl is, like, freaking out. And they ended up rolling her car down the hill oh. to that, like, middle that middle field. Because every year they they smashed tons of cars yeah, and yeah. rolled it down the hill, beat the shit out of it, and lit it up, man. It like I, I don't know what he worked out with her to like yeah. make everything copacetic, but eventually she just had to like let go. I bet of they her just car. she did. It got stolen insurance claim. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Something pretty much. So yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, I'm. Well, I'm, we went off on a tangent, man. Place. Yeah, no, that so happens well. a lot on the show for sure. <laughs> Um, oh, one thing uh, I wanted to ask you guys about is uh, one of the most recent projects that you worked on is this um, this Blood Axe collab project. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. What's that all about? Okay. First of all, it was accidental. I uh, had axe. A- oh, pardon the pun. It was an axe. A dental. A dent. Yes. Anyway, uh, I was doing an audition recording for my buddy who is a drummer. He was trying to get a gig. He came in and recorded four songs to a click track, and their drumming was all metal style, and it was rad. And uh, 
I was bored one night and I just grabbed my guitar, plugged it in and started ripping to the uh, tracks that he laid down. And next thing you know, I have four songs and they're pretty yeah. tough sounding. I'm like, damn, we should do something. This is cool. it, yeah. Yeah. So I just sent them to him. I was like, hey, man, what do you think about using these tracks? And, you know, we'll put some vocals down. And so we, you know, had the idea to do that. So I sent him uh, the leads. I sent him the rhythm tracks and everything. And he was stoked on it. And so through that process, I just decided to ask him to come record some more songs. So mm-hmm. we did three sessions of drums, wrote all the material in those three sessions. And then... Starting I, with the drums? Yeah, we started with the drums. It's very unique, those first four songs anyway. That's really cool. Yeah, and it came out... It, it made the structures a little more interesting. And, of course, I edited them to work within a song structure and things like that. Because there's certain, there's certain bands that you listen to and you can... If you know the perspective, like the perspective from which they started writing, you can kind of you tell. can listen to it, and you can like if you listen to Thin Lizzy songs, yeah, you can tell the bass player wrote a lot of those. Oh, songs. absolutely, yeah, because they swing and they have this like yeah. they have this very like groove based approach to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. It, I, I can imagine. I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head of something where you start with the drums and then it's you rare on top. Of it's that. rare. That's it's just rare. they were songs in unto themselves. Like they had intros, they had. Uh, groove parts and they had uh, turnarounds and things like that that you would find in a typical metal song, you know, all played to a click. And then you would just sit down, plugged into it, and, and just kind of go rip some riffs. Hmm. What, yeah. what about this? It what just, about it happens so easily because his style of drumming is oh, okay. kindred to my style so, of metal. So, who was the drummer? Who was it? His name's Brock Degas. He's a uh, who does he play for? He played for a band called Nefarious in uh, Philadelphia, which was a death metal band. Okay. He moved here, and he's played in various projects around town. And then, uh, you know, I scooped him up uh, to do this by What accident. projects has he done here in town? Uh, Brave the Breakdown was one, kind of like a post-hardcore band. Okay. And uh, I think that's about that's it. That's all and, I know that he was in. Yeah, yeah and he does, you know, he's uh, kind of a reclusive dude. Not a lot of people right. around him, here know him. He, he keeps to himself a little bit, but he's fantastic. He's so after, the, after those four songs... Yeah. So, we were, so how? So then, what it expanded into? Okay. Yeah, it expanded yeah. into us needing vocalists because I didn't want to write a bunch of lyrics for it, and I didn't want to be the only singer. I, I kind of wanted a solo project where I could play guitar the way I wanted to rip guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so that was my motivation behind the whole thing. I want to play noodley leads. I don't get to do that in everybody, right. you know. And they're all melodic. It's not all a bunch of ink bay mouse turd shit. You know? <laughs> He's it's playing good. tomorrow. In vain, Mouster. He's at the Oriental tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so. listens to this show. <laughs> what up, Yingwe? <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor, Yingwe Mousters. <laughs> Since 1946, only the finest Mousters. So yeah, keep going. Tell me. <laughs> That's fucking good. Anyway, so like I had an idea to call in some friends that were lyricists that do real heavy music, you know, right? Like Ben Pitts or Vino. From That's Final so cool Blue. that you got you got fucking Ben Pitts in there. Yeah, he he was very into the idea. He's he great. wrote he wrote the lyrics. Um, Vino's great too. Yeah, Vino's awesome. Who else did you get on it? We got David from Havoc. Oh, you got fucking David Sanchez yeah, yeah, in there? Yeah, he wrote a song. Uh, I sent him a tr- two tracks. Get the he picked fuck one. out of here. Yeah, it's like old, like, overkill sounding metal. That's it's, what we're playing today on here. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you that song. That's really cool, man. Let's see. Who else? We've got Chris Chango. 
Chongo. Oh, yeah, Chongo. Yeah. And Bailey Cecil. It's Chongo. Uh, Bailey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, from from the Bronze. Yeah. From Bronze. Yeah. yeah. Him and Chris are on the same song together. Chris wrote the lyrics, and I had Bailey come in and sing part of the chorus. Cool. So, like, a lot of the songs, they'll be a bunch of different singers on. That's really cool. You know? So, you can't really tell. Austin uh, Wilson from Matriarch. Yeah. Devin from Low Gravity. Very does cool. A song. Um, I'm sure I'm figuring there's like 14 singers, so I can't yeah. remember them all right now, but it's good shit, man. Any other any other musicians that you had come in on it? Uh, Michael Sword uh, from P.O. Host sings a song on it, and I had him play a lead on the song he sang on. And then uh, Oldest Hale, do you know him? Mm, I, uh, I've seen his name. Yeah, he plays in a band called uh, Velka Corva. Okay, and they're kind of punk rock metal crossover, and he's a sli- he could play slide guitar, and it cool. worked really. It worked really cool on one of the songs that we did. He plays part of the lead, and then I come in with a harmony with him, and then cool. you know it just cool. worked out. So I only had two other musicians, so I play all the guitars, all the bass, and then Brad, uh, Brock plays the drums, and then. You know, yeah, features features, features the singers yeah. more more than anything. And and then you guys did a big, you did a promotional thing over at uh, Chain Reaction. Yeah, because right? Justin Lent is he's got a song on there called Black Moss, which is one of my favorite tunes on there. It's so dark and dude, Justin Justin's me. been one of my favorite writers and guitar yeah, players. Yeah, just always cool, clever I stuff. I begged him to be in our band in the early days, and he was <laughs> like, "Dude, I can't be." I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also. To be fair, and to his to his defense, back in those days, we were really, really, really shitty and well, embarrassing. Well, he smelled that a man. mile away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, nah, man. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, yes, Greg Mason from uh, The Worth, and now he plays in Lost Relics, uh, has some video experience, and he brought his camera and stuff over, and I uncomfortably gave the pitch for the blood axes. I don't do the camera thing too much. All right. It's and, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, and those it never guys, gets easier. You know, I had a lot of the singers from the album there, and they all pitched in and said a few lines, and uh, you know, we got it done. So we put that out. Now was that was that Kickstarter you guys did it? Or we you just did it. Bandcamp. Oh, Bandcamp. Yeah, just pre-order. You just did a pre-order. On yeah. Bandcamp? So we need cool. four thousand dollars to put this stupid thing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because vinyl is expensive. It's expensive and as it's fuck. Two Wait, albums worth of music. We should just start a vinyl pressing company. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. It makes so much money. Yeah, we'll get turnarounds faster than everybody else. I'm saying, man. Six we're halfway there, though. Yeah, we're over halfway there. <laughs> so we've got cool. So it's still going on. It's still going on. I'll probably run another. We did another ad that was like freedom rock dude but for blood axe where where can uh where can people find that what's the address uh, just real quick yeah i believe it's blood axe or uh, it's uh bandcamp.com backslash blood axe releases okay or release Uh, it's really easy to find if you just search blood axe because yeah go the the blood axe because there is a blood axe yeah go 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 check that out and throw a couple bucks at it Yeah. yeah what is what is your experience been with the crowdfunding approach to my first time man do and and do you have positive things to say about it or has it been kind of an anxiety attack or it's a little embarrassing or uncomfortable it's or all those things man yeah. it's a little unnerving I'm not very good you at... have to get past the part where you feel like you're begging yeah because really but you're I just am. but but this is but but yeah, this is this is the thing mean. that I've this is the thing that I've come to realize through doing this is that there's a great TED talk that um God what's her name from the Dresden dolls um I know TED talk I don't know her ah uh, she oh God um Amanda Palmer. Okay. She does this TED Talk where she talks about crowdfunding, Mm -hmm. and she talks about how labels were 
cock blocking her basically they were keeping her records from coming out and keeping her from being able to do what she wanted so yeah. she, she did kickstarter and crowdfunded all her own albums and she talks about this like trust of like giving people the opportunity to help you make your art mm-hmm. and then i've started learning these new things about like like the way that like like companies like patreon and pledge music and things like that their philosophy is sort of centered around this idea of like there used to be patrons of the arts. Mm-hmm. There used to be people who would like, they would invest in Shakespeare's new play. Or You're they right. would yeah. they would invest in, in a new symphony or something like that because it was a point of pride for them to be able to like. And it's culture. And it's culture. It's perpetuating culture. And yeah. they get to tell people like, oh, I'm helping this this composer yeah. create his newest symphony or I'm helping this sculptor do this. And like now we have this more modern approach to it where yeah. it's like it's like, yeah, this really sweet, you know, prog band or this really sweet animator or this really cool, you know, uh, record studio, re- record studio or yeah. or podcast that uh, 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 this guy who puts these YouTube videos out, these channels, I, I help them create yeah. stuff. You know, I pretty much every time and I need to get on on your guys' band camp. I didn't know it was still going on. Um, I pretty much throw a few bucks at any of those things that come up that I can. Yeah, if I know people that are doing it, I try as well. You, you guys, I mean? you guys backed up one of our Kickstarter projects. Yeah, I believe. Pro- yeah, we probably kicked down on something you guys were doing, and our buddy Randy. Uh, Olinger. Olinger. We've yeah. had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked up his stuff. You know, like so. That book? Huh? The book. Yeah. yeah, the book. Yeah. yeah. He made that. Yeah, oh, yeah, Gordo put that oh, out. Put out. Small <laughs> freaking world, yeah, man. man. A very good job. Small world. Yeah, Gordo yeah. Gordo runs Gordophonic Records. Oh, Gordo, I didn't give you your shout-out this oh, week. Well, fucking fuck on, you, man. On the twiddly knobs. <laughs> fucking Gordon Ledfoot back there yeah. getting it done. Hi. He's also, um, Skibs has been on vacation. Well, not on vacation. He's been really busy with work. Skibs is a... Uh, is a hardworking man, so Gordo has has been doing double duty by uh, producing the show and then doing the post production yeah, editing I, and stuff. I listened to him. Yeah, dude, the Good last job. shows that you've done have been great. You've actually listened I to did him, Tony. Listen to him, yeah, yeah, Tony never <laughs> listens to the yeah. show. We picked up another listener. He speci- <laughs> I know, right? He specifically wanted to listen to it though to hear the way that you did it, right? Be- because because of your production approach, which is and you can only get that one place. <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing you put on Twitter uh, today that was like, "This may sound cocky, but I'm pretty sure we're the best Granny Tweed out there." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're that in is, Granny Tweed? Yeah, he's in Granny that's Tweed. Exactly what I said. Granny God, Tweed's okay. his band. Yeah, yeah, he writes all the songs for them. Oh, excellent. Well, I know Josh pretty and I, well, and I, and I tweet about yeah. Granny Tweed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Granny's tweets. Yeah, Granny's tweets. <laughs> Sounds like a Granny fart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, man. Um, so, your newest project because the, we know you guys. I mean, from all the other things, but the the main thing that we played with you guys over the last decade Thr- has been Throttle Bomb. Yeah, and we're still active. And yeah, we, a lot of stuff we fucking up. love Throttle Bomb. Um, last time we did a show together at that Moss Generator show. Oh yeah, that was oh, cool. It was uh, so fun. I got some video of you guys playing Shock to the System. Yes, yes. That's my favorite song of yours. Thank you. I fucking that, guitar. Uh, that bronze. Throttle bomb. The split? Yeah, the split. That's a it's great split. Super, super good. Thank you Thanks. so much. Yeah, Fuck it's yeah. super fun. Great songs. You guys really write great songs. It's a it's a super fun band. You guys can tell you like really legitimately like enjoy 
being together on stage. Like the whole band. I don't just yeah, mean we're you guys. Yeah, we're all good we have, a, we have yeah. a good time with yeah. it. That, I mean, that's the only reason to do it. Yeah. Is, well, I love all my bandmates. Yeah. Some that, of them more than others. Yeah. <laughs> do, so do the rest of your bandmates get jealous because of all the attention that you give her? <laughs> all the no. time. <laughs> Bart, pay attention to me. <laughs> Bart, what about me? <laughs> I, we try not to be a, a couple when we're playing, actually. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. get mad if he calls me babe at practice. Yeah, I'm she's babe. like, I'm babe. I'm, I'm not babe. I'm Jen. Jen. I'm like, oh, yeah. Sorry, honey. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. John, get me a beer. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, quite, you know, you know who was great about that, being that way uh, on tour and stuff was Rob and Brooke. They love each other very much. Another couple that have been playing music oh, together forever. And uh, they were really good at keeping that shit separated yeah. from the band. And so, it keeps everybody comfortable. So that's 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 an it's important thing. And, and you know, to- Tony and Laura, of course, have been playing music together in, in various mm-hmm. ways. And, and I'd like to hear from your perspective uh, observing... Uh, observing Rob and Brooke and from your guys' experience and even Tony, if you want to chime in on your experience, like how do you make that distinction between band life and and couple life? It's been really natural. I, yeah. don't, I don't think that there's ever been a, a line drawn. I think that we've just fallen into it quite naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've had a couple of moments of bickering on stage and our bandmates have said something. Justin, yeah. the yeah. time that he quit. Oh, but we weren't. Big, I don't think well, we, were we were bickering about setting up. It was. And I, then thought, I was like, okay. I thought it was because the lights were killing no, us. That no, was a different time. <laughs> so we've had a couple of those moments, and I mean, I they're rare, few they're and far really between. Rare, yeah, but but they're gonna happen. Yeah, you know, you know, and then you've got like Tay and Aaron, you know, yeah, doing totally. a lot of apostles together, and I have those same bickering moments with you though. And, and exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's exactly. true. Or with whoever. I mean, yeah. anyone that you're in a relationship with, like a long-term yeah. relationship, you're going to you're gonna bicker. And yeah, Tony well, and I... Whether it's music-related or not, if you just bring that on stage, you're like, fuck him or fuck her. <laughs> yeah, you know? totally. Like, it probably doesn't it get as inflamed as it as it does with, like, a romantic partner, but yeah. but definitely, like... This is more shit to choose from with domestic partners. I've definitely yeah, had her say, are you going to say that shit to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> right before we play, right really? Seriously? Play, like, <laughs> Oh, I guess not. But sorry. I think for me, the other thing is, is that I like I've always been on a mission as a musician to not be treated differently because I was female. Right. Um, that's no, something that's that I feel really strongly yeah. about. Yeah. So I really carry that over into the relationship part too. I don't want to be treated any differently just because I'm we're married. Yeah. Or or so. you know the the well, oh well. the the. <laughs> We're the hot chick on bass is that guy is is his wife, yeah, so that like, automatically she must like, know someone. that's all. That's very annoying. The, the, the different treatment that I liked getting when me and Laura are on tour together is that the the sleeping situation. Oh yeah, always get the best beds because we're married. Yeah. Yes, that is true. That yeah, is a perk. Right? That is, yeah, yeah, that is a perk. <laughs> They're like, well, they're gonna obviously take the room with the be- bathroom in it because Laura's the a the only girl in the band, yeah. and b we're married, so we need the bed together. Yeah. So yes, fucking beautiful. That yeah. is that is a perk. so, so yeah. when we're on tour, Adam and Dells are the couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David exactly. yeah. and, and, the and they've known each other since they were kids, so they're, they're good together. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, it all works out. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. I uh, try to separate like the, the relationship, like when you're working on something in the studio and you want to say something, but you don't want to offend your wife either. Yeah, so you got to <laughs> tippy toe careful. every now and then. Yeah. I'm really bad at that, and, by and, the and, way. And the, <laughs> I find if you mention it to somebody else and get the vote, and then the vote comes through. Then you can start changing some things. Right. Are we all on the same page on, on this? Page? Am I right. All right. Is it just because I'm the husband, it, I yeah. will take care of it. Even this. though it's <laughs> even though it's, it's all just opinions anyway, if it's just my opinion, it's like 
that's a fucking shit opinion for her, isn't it? No, yeah. I probably shouldn't put that one out there. Hey, we, man, what do you think of this you one? You know, and it's 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 pretty similar to, like, the way that we do things, and none of us are, in, well, we're in what I would call a romantic relationship. Whoa. I view our relationship as being very Roman, you know? <laughs> like but then again, like, like, like soldiers, like Trojan soldiers out in the field who have a deep, abiding passion. Or in the bathhouse. Yeah, or in the bathhouse. <laughs> in the Roman bathhouse. the Roman bathhouse. No, um... You know, it'll become like someone is doing something that is rubbing someone the wrong way. And the discussion happens where, like, you kind of talk it out. And, I mean, you could could label that as as gossip, but it's also like, let's work this out before. Once gossip starts with the band, that guy's already on it. He's already, he might as well be gone already. Right. It's like, (laughs) as soon as the gossip starts, he's on his way. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Let's talk about it and work it out and kind of construct it and, and figure out what our arguments are. And then decide if it's something that we need to talk to that person about. Or if it's something that you can let go. You know, it's yeah. something that ruffled your feathers a little bit. Did you see this? What do you think of that? You know, and, uh, I don't know. Maybe you should just talk to him. Yeah, that's, maybe that's, you should just yeah. talk to him. Or maybe I don't think it's that or, big of a man, deal. Really or, yeah, we got to sit him down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah. been we've been pretty lucky, though, with the very low drama yeah. in any yeah. project that I've, I've been in personally or us together. And I'm sure that's a so. big part of a big part of that and a big part of what. And I mean, I would imagine that this is so. A big part of that and a big part of what keeps you guys aware of it is we've all known that couple who or those friends or that group of people or that guy or that girl who makes their drama everybody else's drama. And and especially the couple that does it. Mm -hmm. And so you guys as a couple are able to go, well, we know what would annoy the shit out of us. We know what we don't want. Yeah. 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 We know know what we would like to avoid. So, you know, we know what would drive us nuts. So based on that, let's use that to guide our behavior. And again, fortunately, it just happens naturally that it just works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. No, that's something very cool. Um... New project that you guys have, Messiah Messiah Vor. So I haven't heard Messiah Vor yet. Yeah. So it's tell a, me is, about is, that. Is that a band that strictly is on a all Jesus a, diet? A, a Messiah diet? Yeah. No, uh, we, we eat the gods, it, all the gods, <laughs> not just gods. Jesus. Okay, okay. so I we'll said just, Messiah. He's going with Jesus. Well, is Messiah yeah. different than a god? Like, what is the difference? Messiah between? is a god. Is, a, is that yeah. what it's it like? Means? The, it's the Second coming God, maybe? Or no, I think I think like a risen a, God? A, I don't know. A Messiah is obviously like, not I'm not very religious. <laughs> is, like I think I think a Messiah is like a God um personified in flesh and blood. Sure. Like a yeah, I like that. A, a God transubstantiated in human form. Maybe that's Boom. what a Messiah yeah. is. Yeah. So, so we're so, hungry, we're gonna eat him up. So <laughs> and if we're hungry, we're gonna eat that motherfucker yeah. guy. This band thinks that guy's delicious. Now the whole premise of that name was just to be like, you know, just fuck your gods, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, for, yeah. a leader or savior of a particular group or cause. Yeah, any of them. Yeah. We'll eat them all. The promised leader. The promised leader. Oh, so you're like a guitar nation. messiah. <laughs> yeah, bud. Yeah. That's, that's, they're going to eat you. You know, watch it. So, <laughs> I'm going to get your soul and your guitar powers. So, so shit like me for breakfast. Sound and approach and, and style-wise, yeah. like how does Messiah Vore compare to other stuff that you okay, guys Okay, well, it's mid-tempo for the most part, but we do have some stuff that's kind of kicking fast, but it's not like punk rock or anything like that. It's, it's along the lines of uh, heavy rock and roll, maybe stoner, doom. It's got some elements of industrial. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Here and there. There's a lot of counting. 
There's a lot of counting. There's some odd meter stuff is what she's saying. Yeah. So we do have some songs in like that riffs will go into nine or seven yep. or something like that. Like, so, like, like kind of uh, piecing like long yeah. drony sections together yeah. and then no, like. No, more. Uh, let's go with more like helmet. Oh, cool. But with totally. some longer stuff, you know, like there's one song that could be like ISIS like. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, anymore. yeah. So we mix it up a little bit, and but it's the it's whole, definitely on the heavier, darker, yeah. heavier, darker. Exactly, you know, just like uh, we have some, a Sabbathy sounding song. Very cool. So we're just trying to. I wanted to play some heavier shit. So did these guys, and uh, we've got Bailey on drums, who's an amazing drummer, mm-hmm. and then we've got Kevin Disney on guitar, mm-hmm. and he's just a great bandmate. And then you know, Disney's a great dude. He, he is. A, he's is a very. He's a very sweet human being. Very mm-hmm. positive. Yeah. And he's a very. He's a very good work music. ethic. Yeah. Like, good work. He's ethic. so well versed in music. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, he's a he's a, he's a fan. Yeah. Like he's yeah. He's um man. It, when you do shows with Disney, you're you get to you get to see him play and like he's surprisingly very good yes like yeah. like and i don't mean that like like oh the guy's a chump it surprises me that he but, can do it but like seeing him you're like stricken by how good of a player he is and how good his voice is yeah he's, he's got a great voice yeah, he's got a beautiful yeah. we need to get him singing more in this band <laughs> yeah no he's got a I, I remember seeing the worth at three kings when i worked there mm-hmm. and just being like what the f- Fuck. Like right? very impressed. Yeah, and uh, my regular rotation. Yeah, but no, but yeah. he uh, he will not only put on a great show and do this great job, but he will stand with a beer and watch your band play. Yeah. In a very thoughtful way. Absolutely. You know, in a yeah. way where he's like, he. I love doing shows with where the other bands are the type of people who are going, where the bands sit and appreciate each other. Yeah, they can get mm-hmm. into it, you know? You know, that that's and, a great thing. Yeah. And I think I think the years that maybe we were more focused on partying in the green room and, and, and not being as present, we missed out on a lot of that, you know? But you didn't miss out on the partying. No. We, <laughs> well, but kind of, because, yeah. you know, you end up blacking out halfway through. Hey, Jim, can we get another case in the back? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's nine o'clock. Right. <laughs> Dude, and you haven't a, even played yet. When, when, when I started managing there, that came up so much where it would be like, like the first band would load in at eight o'clock and before any of the other bands got there, it's like another band shows up and it's like, so are we getting more beer back here or what? It's like, what do you mean? You mean the first band drank the entire 30 pack and they're and like, all their friends. We're ready. To, and yeah. All and all their friends. <laughs> Anybody who just walked back there. Yeah, yeah, I love I love how it's a free for all there. I, I love how well that sign that was up in the back of Three Kings <laughs> yeah. worked. Band, Band only. only. Band only. Which Boy, one? The that smoke, worked the every smoking one? The, the, no, yeah, the smoking, <laughs> yeah. The smoking the, one. Basically, the, no signs work at Three Kings. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just well, wasting paper. paper. So. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's like, oh, I spilled my beer. Just use that sign to wipe it up. That <laughs> <laughs> mm. was a fun days though. Yeah, Dude, it's like after that, like it was like. We started going, hey, can you just give us drink tickets? Like, put beer back here, but can we have drink tickets separately? Yep. Since pretty much our friends are just going to end up drinking yeah. all yep. of this. Anybody anyway. wanders back there. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. Dude, yeah. even if you're not there for the show, like, people will just walk in and be like, I know where the free stuff is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. That's at a point where we just didn't even hang out back there anymore. It's like, it's going to be yeah. too full. Yep. 
So yeah, we just played that our first Messiah Voice show the other night with Sea of Flame and Lost Relics. And How'd it go? It was very well, man. It was fun. Where'd you guys play? At, at Tennyson's. Tennyson's. At Tennyson's. It's a good place for a first show. Yeah, man. It, it, because is. you can fill it out pretty easy. Yeah. It's a cool stage. They just um, upgraded their sound system, so it sounds better. Oh, did they? Yeah, it does, too. It yeah. Sound a lot that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. No, I, who I did mean, the sound? I love Dave and Adrian. Who did it? Uh, I can't remember his name. Corey. What? Yeah, maybe a nice guy with a beard. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. A lot of those in Denver these days. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice guy. Beard. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Flannel shirt. Fuck face. <laughs> about my size. Uh, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Is he losing his hair a little bit? <laughs> yeah. He's okay. a little, t- little taller than me. Bald wears a cap. That's him, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Spot on, man. So, Bart. His name's Corey, too. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, another thing I wanted to ask you about, Bart, is what... What was what has been the transition like going from you know Motoland where you were for years mm-hmm. to opening your own studio to to where you are now since the crash pad is open? Yeah, like what did what did that timeline look like? Well, it's been four years since I closed Motoland. Okay. Yeah. So the only reason that happened really is the uh, explosion of population here caused the traffic to suck so fucking bad. Right. I didn't want to keep driving the 45 minutes. It's really bad over there. I live in Arvada. The studio was in South Denver. Right. So I just got to the point where I wasn't doing my best work. I was dreading the drive to go, you know, I like to mix for an hour or two sometimes, not stay there for eight hours mixing. That's not good for anybody's record. Right. And, uh, well, and you were paying rent. I was paying rent at my work and we had the mortgage. It didn't make any sense. That's we had true the too. Right. Yeah. So, so, cause you have the home, do you have a home office over at the house? Like you, you're, we do. She's a hairstylist. I'm not hairstylist. Yeah. Right. I, that, that's kind of what I mean though. Like is, do, do you take clients at home or are you still no, paying rent at your own? No, I work out of a salon. Own? Oh, you work out of a yeah. salon. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I misunderstood that. Yeah. Um, you got any room before the end of this month? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. Hit her up. Yes. I do. I will. Adorn. <laughs> right, yeah. Tony Laura, has Laura this. was just saying that. Oh, I thought you were going to get your biannual trim. Oh, fuck. Maybe I should. Where you get your Faradu, yeah. your your Kelso cut. My Kelso yeah. cut. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I I actually live yeah, over by where Motoland was. Yeah, I, yeah. Live, I live over at like Leedsdale in Quebec. Right. And the traffic over there is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it, it got nuts. And so moving was really the best thing that happened to my yeah. business, honestly. Right. Because I do a lot better work now. You're not wasting time in traffic. I'm not wasting time in traffic. No, resources and rent. You're happy to be yeah. there because yeah. you're at home. My yeah. overhead went way down. Oh, shit. And, right. uh, we got a dog because he's home. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Boomer. That's part of the deal. Yeah. Right. Which is the reason her I got blackened. <laughs> oh, because of the dog? Yeah. Tri- what me? Yeah, I tripped over. <laughs> tripped over the dog. Do you feel like you have to say that a lot? <laughs> what me? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people have been making jokes. <laughs> it was yeah, real yeah, bad yeah. last week. So yeah, I, I saw, saw a picture. Of people are listening going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Jen, Jen's got a black eye. It was... It was Man, I, I saw that picture and I went, oof. Yeah, we had to take bad. her to the emergency room at Damn, 6 o'clock bummer. in the morning. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. So um, so since you've... So basically, like, the crash pad is just a continuation yeah, of... Yeah, the reason I changed the name is the weed culture just got huge here. And right. I didn't want people being like, hey, man, you got an eighth or whatever. How much do you guys sell yeah, eighths for? Yeah, can and... I get some brownies, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, people, like, knocking at the door and being like, I think I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not that that would have ever happened, so, but so, it just needed to change. So we opened a new change. studio and called it Boomerville. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Uh, so... So since you've opened the crash pad, um, 
how many projects have you turned out in in the last four years? Oh, like, gosh. if you were to estimate, man, because you you work five days a week, like you're yeah, down I'm there busy. grinding it out. Uh, I would say hundreds, you yeah. know, easily. So even in in the the age of home recording, like and and the changes in the music yeah. business, like you are still busy. I am, as you know, I've been doing this a long time, so I have right. a lot of repeat clientele. Yeah, you have you have a reputation. Yeah, the like, band the band will come in, they'll record, they'll have a good experience, then that band breaks up, and three more bands form, and then those guys call me. Nice. You know how it is. You know, it's just perpetuates. You've it, also this last year had a lot of new business, I've like had a bands lot of, that you've never yeah, recorded. Any new of. bands that have come into Town yeah, and, yeah, sure. Or like people that. that he's never recorded. Referrals and, yeah. you know, it's all word of mouth. I don't advertise. I tried that once and I got people wanting to do like Elvis uh, right. renditions for their wives and stuff. I right. just don't want to do that stuff. Cool. Now, now this is, this is something <laughs> that I've, I've been considering and that, you know, we, we hear from a lot of our, um, our contemporaries and friends about... You know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the hate for the transplants and the the people that are moving here and whatnot. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't either. I, don't either. I, I don't have. Care. I feel like I feel like I am in the hospitality and entertainment industry. Exactly. And the more people that move here, the more faces I have to melt. You know what yeah. I mean? Exactly. So since and and also we're in this very advantageous position being old school Denver natives, right? Because people come here and it's like. I want to get tapped into the music scene here. It's like we are vetted and grandfathered into yeah. the original Denver music scene. Yeah, it's pretty easy for us to get around in the scene. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. We know who to call for. And a lot of our friends, mm-hmm. because they've been in, you know, we've had our, our career. You've been in it for probably 10 years longer than I have. I don't know. Because I've, yeah. like, I've been doing shows in Denver since 97. Yeah. So you probably, like, even I moved before. here in 94. So 94. Yeah. So you've been active here since 94. Yeah. So um, the peop- the friends that we've made over the years have gone on to move up to higher positions in the industry yeah. and, and establish themselves. And, you know, you're a prime example of that, having the studio and whatnot. Sure. So have you seen a lot of... The new bands that are moving here and the people that are starting bands finding out about you kind of as this, you know, if you're going to make a record, yeah. this is who you need to go see. Yeah, I get that. I get the referrals from people, um, you know, whenever they start asking questions, you know, there's a handful of studios that will get mentioned and mine tends to be one of them for right. a specific style of music. Right. A lot of people don't know I record country music. I'll record rockabilly you know i've got a lot of experience with all styles of music's music, music. like yeah. if, if you if disco you, right. funk whatever disco. man yeah man i recorded the boogie knots record man. <laughs> yeah, you know? that is yeah. a cool record yeah. by the way that boogie knots record is yeah, fun yeah it as was fuck, fun man. so yeah um i get those referrals and um because of that you know i just i've been staying busy so right can't complain and right I, uh, appreciate all the support, everybody. Yeah. Like you, you're never hurting for clients coming into the studio. Then you no, know, and if I put the word out that I have some dates open, and yeah, knock on wood, um, I can usually fill them up. I think I think the people who complain the most about the the music industry changing tend to be the dinosaurs of the old music business mm-hmm. who want to charge an arm and a leg for studio time and think you've got to fly a producer in from so-and-so. Yeah. And, and and these guys get pissed about the home studio thing because their their grift doesn't work anymore. Right, yeah. But I've, I've observed that you keep very busy. 
Steve Goldberg keeps very busy. You know, um, uh, Black and Bloom keeps very busy. Mm-hmm. Silo Sound keeps very easy. Of course, Brad at Evergroove keeps super busy. Yeah, like there's enough work to go around. There's I don't enough know why people to, are whining. Yeah, you it's know, well. Just, just look at guitar. How many guitar just centers be good at are what there you across do. the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't recording at home is no like is scare. I should say it's scarcely. Um, it, it scarcely compares to going into a studio and having a competent engineer at the board and someone who's had a lot of experience making stuff and knows how to make mm-hmm. records. I, kind of, I tend to think of, even though my studio is in a house, I don't, it doesn't. You don't think of it as a home studio. I really don't because I did it commercially for so long. It's and, like, I wouldn't consider you a, a home studio. Yeah, I moved that stuff there. I mean, and I have more square footage of studio space in our house than I did at my commercial space. No, right. That's yeah. Well, and, and, and that's yeah. that's what I'm saying that's is lot, you, have, yeah. you, have, you have these, like, big industry types who complain about the home studios and the, like, the independent yeah. studios, yeah. like yours, and, like, all these other people that we know, the independent studios are fucking cleaning up. Yeah. You know, are making a we, really, we really do, good living. We do label work, too. I have bands all the time that are paying yep. me from label funds. Because they, they want something that fucking sounds good. Yeah, you and know they want to I mean? have a little bit more of a relaxed feel when creating their artwork, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So It goes a long way. Yeah. You know, just, uh, doesn't matter where it is, just make sure you have a competent engineer that has knows what they're doing. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. So it's it's... It's very cool to hear, um, you know, because we combined, we have a ton of friends who who run professional studios. Yeah. And they seem to all do quite well at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you look at how much money Guitar Center is making every year, there are so many bands out there. There are so many people that are willing to invest money in projects, projects that they know like yeah. we all know we're not going to get rich off of music. Right. You do we it for we your just love. we love it so yeah. much that we're willing to invest a shitload of money. Yeah. Yep. And you try the home studio thing and you go, "Man, this sounds like shit." And it takes this is harder than I thought. to do it. Yeah. Well, right. and you do yeah. you do the home studio Can to you demo <laughs> stuff. And yeah. actually, while we're on that topic, um so Tony's getting ready to move back to Chicago. Right. Says who? And I wanted to pick your brain. Okay. On on some approach stuff. Right. We are getting ready to, instead of having rehearsal every week, because he's not going to be here, um, the rest of the band and I are going to come here after the podcast every week, Skype Tony in, and collaborate long distance. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's been still, done a lot. Still, still making... So what would you say if you were to give the basic big picture instructions for how to make that work what would you what would be your advice on how we might go about doing that while skyping and playing well is it, okay is so let me let me tell you recording or let me tell let me advice. tell you what we've what we've thought about okay is basically every week like we have a big library of demos right we have a big dropbox just full of demos just sure. ideas and every week we take one of those and we go this week this is the song we're going to work on go over this demo bring your ideas next week mm-hmm. and we'll sit down with it after Tony leaves, our approach is going to be, all right, Tony, take this, get on GarageBand. And record and your parts, just, maybe. just record a yeah. basic structure. Yeah. And then we'll Skype you in. We'll put Ty on the drum kit. We'll record some drum stuff to that. 
and then we'll kind of comment on ideas and and while we're on Skype with Tony or while we're all in the same yeah. in the same room quote unquote we can uh, send you the session file um, or refresh it or whatever on GarageBand and then you can go on and redo a part or change something right, right. based on the commentary. Sounds Basically. like you just need like a like a decent interface, you know, multi-channel interface. On each side? Yeah, on each side. Right, I yeah. One. yeah, you just need a single channel, probably a stereo. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got a four channel here. Yeah, you probably want to go bigger than that if you're going to be micing up drum kits and stuff. I mean, I was even thinking for demoing purposes, one of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even I mean, we've like. Yeah, you could use what you got. Yeah, I, 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 we did one recording where we took both of these mics and did it, and I really feel like for demo purposes, since we do so much just with our cell phones anyway. Yeah. It would be really easy to just use one of these, mm-hmm. get a scratch track vocal with the other one while we're kind of running through stuff, and then over the next week, everybody can go in and kind of just like redo their parts yeah sure but the main thing that we're getting tracked in the in the room is the drums yeah, you know totally. that's that's yeah. the, the the main purpose would be to track ties drums because that's harder for him to do overhead for the drums and then have your go direct and then Logan's going direct and that file gets sent to me right right and then yeah and then we just kind of send the session Pump, file back you, and you'd forth. probably be in that room you yeah know you mean? could go direct with Logan have a 57 or 58 for your vocals and yeah. then just do a this couple room mics for the drums yeah, yeah. cool what, so what? What we're on might, the right track, man? Yeah, so we're, on, so so we're on the right track. Yeah, what, yeah. What might I mean, be some little things we can do to to optimize the process? It's pretty cool. Well, to optimize it, I mean that's that is the optimal way because it's less. You know, right. you're using four mics. You right. Know? Um, well, as far as software goes, as software goes, I mean, I'm a Pro Tools guy. Right. But uh, there's Logic, there's Digital Performer, there's GarageBand. A lot of people have used GarageBand with a lot of success. Especially just for demoing purposes. For demoing it's purposes. It's not being put out anywhere. Yeah, I would say that's perfectly fine. And now, now, if we, with the session file, mm-hmm. like if we send a session file over to Tony. You guys need that, to have the same software. Right. right, right. Now, is that something that he would be able to record on and then just refresh and it would show up on the other side or he would have to send us he a would new just, session just file. Just send you the new session file. So we just have to whip, email him back. But you and still forth. have to have the audio the fresh audio files too. It can't just be the session file. Session file is just placing everything where it goes. This is probably kind of boring to people. No, no, no. No, no, I mean <laughs> all of you nerds. No, I mean <laughs> I love talking about this. Stuff. Yeah, no, I mean a lot of the people who listen about. to the show. Like seriously, a lot of the people who listen to the show are are people we know in bands around yeah, the totally, world. Totally. You know, so they listen to this stuff and they like we Which have we gotta get to talking about the page uh, that Jen has. No, no, yeah, we're gonna yeah. talk about that too. I just I wanted I wanted to just get I'm a little more information on this one thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. So so like Let's say you record the session file. Yeah, you got the session file, and there's audio files that are attached to it. So you got to send those, all okay. those files. Then they'll load up in his system, and then he'll add a track. And then he can just, you'll still have, unless he changes something about the audio files, you'll still have the old audio files. Right. He can just send his new audio file with the new session. Right. Uh, right. And then you guys can build it that way back and forth. You'll get the hang of it as soon as you do it. I cool. Promise. All right. So I just, just mostly I just wanted to make sure we're on the right track. I really don't want our band to break up. I'm so <laughs> yeah. scared. You're good. You're good. Cool. Cool. Keep it alive digitally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's just amazing to me that we are... We're able to do that. Yeah, it's rad. That we live in a time like, 
that we live in a time until, where until we can get to zero lag, that's what we got to do. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the thing. If we, I mean, in ten years, virtual practices, dude. Well, you know, got, well, Wesley good. from the heroin was telling me that some he was practicing with the heroin via Skype because yeah. he couldn't make it to practice. So they were. But what was he? How was yeah, but isn't there a lag? Like a it's super bad. Or maybe lag. it wasn't Skype. It was something like that. It was that, probably yeah. over Wi-Fi for sure. Yeah, there's probably some lag. He couldn't make it to practice. But maybe so. they didn't want to. They didn't get his side. They of probably it. didn't get his signal. But he would he play along. along. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, and that's something we've thought they, about doing they too. They just is have just to trust that the guy who's by himself is doing the playing well. doing what yeah. he's supposed to. Yeah, with Wes, there's no doubt because he's a really good bass well, player. Then I can, yeah. I can yeah. see the little lag happening because they're not really listening for him anyway. Right. That's yeah. that's something that like is very very not only possible but probable that we will see in the next ten years. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah. on. Uh, some level, it's already happening with those who have the dough to make it happen. Right. It is happening. Right. Like, so. be, yeah, virtual rehearsals. Yes. You know what I mean? Being able to, they, they have these um, virtual concerts now. Yeah. You know, where like Paris Hilton DJs and like a bunch of people can check in and like, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But the fact that, like, when you see that happening, I see that and I go, right now it sucks and it's lame and Paris Hilton's doing it. But eventually that will expand yeah. and proliferate and it'll grow and it'll be improved upon and it'll become, you know, it, it, it will become something consumer grade. Yeah. And we will, like, we will probably in the next 10 years see real time zero lag live stream. Yeah. And the ability to plug into an interface, get on an internet connection and go into some sort of... Um, virtual practicing. Put on virtual headsets. Yeah, headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, put Maybe. on headphones and jam together. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, I mean, if that comes up... Could. By the way, if that comes up, I am definitely fucking moving. Like, <laughs> like keeping us all in one place, you know, and you in Chicago, like, that's fine. We got to keep all of us together to keep it going. But if it gets to the point where we can all be in separate places, like, I'm going to go get a fucking... He's going to get as far away from you guys as he possibly can. <laughs> well, that's what Tony's doing. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand miles is I'm, far enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a compound up in the mountains somewhere and uh, not bother anybody. There you go. Yeah, but your Wi-Fi is gonna be all shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, go getting lag again. God damn it! Coming in through the satellite dish. I don't know why it's not working. The salesman said it was the best one they had. <laughs> uh, another thing before we take a break, okay? Uh, that I wanted to ask you guys about real quick is now, Jen, did you start the Colorado original band? I didn't. You didn't start. I didn't that. start it. So who started that? Uh, it's David Stasny. Okay. Because I, I, I just see, are, are you a... Stasny. I can, I can read it in my head, but I have no idea yeah. how to pronounce it. Yeah, are you, so are you a mediator on there? Are you an admin? I'm an admin. Okay, you're an admin on it, because you are really active on that. Yeah. So what would you say is is the main purpose and mission of that group? Because it is, I mean, you guys run it differently than a lot of the groups that you see out there that just become a big... You know, just, I mean, I think we all can agree ball. that Facebook is a suck fest for yes. the most part. Yeah, it can be. But if you have – the cool thing with groups is you can kind of – like if you go on – I don't know if you guys are on our group. Yes, but, I am. Um, that you are? Yeah. We have at the very top, it's like, hey, you know, just so you know, this is a group that we created specifically for this purpose and – you know, anybody can join it, but let's try to keep it to people that are interested in what we're talking about yeah. and keep it from becoming this bloated fucking carcass of 
of nonsense that like the rest of the internet memes. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of right. political memes or just people arguing <laughs> or like the um, the service industry fucking group that was out for a while that I, I pulled out of after a month because it was just a wine fest. Oh, it was fucking awful. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was it was an open mic. It was like an open mic for bartenders, but open mics are actually funny once in a while. It was really bad. Mm. Um, oh, so I what? Still follow it in Chicago. What has been the main? What has been the main purpose of that group? Well, I, the the group was kind of born out of uh, a necessity, actually, because David uh, Stasny had started a, a tribute band group, and as we know, there's a whole thing with you know original bands versus tribute bands, which is silly. It's so silly. It's so silly. But um, there was just there was a need for an original music page that wasn't right. just flyer after flyer of people promoting their shows, and it was actually real a real community where people could talk about music related questions or, or you know things that were pertinent to our local scene specifically right right and um he david um it's his page but he brought on several of us really early on like right away um and i think that we all have different facets of what we're good at you know in different um music genres. musical backgrounds and genres yeah. and mm-hmm. he's got some business people in there he's um he's really he's the brains behind it Really, mm-hmm. it's, it's an amazing page. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, so I mean, great questions, great answers. Great questions, great answers. Like, it, I've I've joined yeah. a few more groups like it since, mm-hmm. and it's cool to start to see that feature getting used more. Yeah, where people are like, um, I don't know if you guys are on. There's like a DIY touring one that has a shitload of rules right up front. They're like, yeah. do not promote your band on here. Do not do this. This is only for making contacts with people to mm-hmm. yes. like book shows yeah, or yeah. or or like it's it's only for like helping bands out and, right. and getting gigs and shit like that. Well, and and yeah, I mean that's exactly there's a lot of rules to this one as well. Right. I mean there's, you know, there is promotion obviously we're all we're so that now that but, you know now that I mean? brings me to another question. <laughs> In all honesty, and shoot me straight, are we abusing that page right now? I don't think so. See, I, 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 I told you, no, because you know, there's so. enough of us admins that things do get deleted all the time. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't been deleted, I say you're okay. To- Tony. <laughs> Tony. Well, that. Tony thinks sick. that because I I share every podcast on there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I share, but it, the way I look at it is a lot of the stuff that we're putting out. I put it on those pages under the presupposition that I am trying to show something that we do that other people might consider doing. Some of the things you're talking about right here are things they talk about on that page. Right. Exactly. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I put it uh, up on there. Right. But also there's like there's like band marketing pages and stuff like that. And I'll post videos to be like, this is how we manage our content. Mm-hmm. Like this is... Yeah. This is what we put out. We want to create something. Like that stuff. That, yeah. yeah, like, okay, so like you have this post, Jen, where you just put up the question, what are some things you do or believe that you do that make your original project stand out from the vast number of bands? And then you'll end up with like, you know, 50, 100 comments yeah. of yeah. people just having these discussions. Um, you'll see people talking about merch ideas, and it yeah. becomes this open source for um, – for great ideas, stuff that you used yeah, that to have to get. That That's a, a good really good one. one or uh, here's another one that David Stancy put up. Are you seeing new people at your shows or do you feel it's the same general crowd no matter who you share the bill with? One that you put up recently that I really, um, I, I, I see all of them, but I don't, I don't comment on as many. I've been, I've been a little tenuous with social media here sure. and there. It kind of, 
it ebbs and flows where sometimes anything, I feel like but when he does he just vomits the band out <laughs> well no I mean I I do think that it's I do think that it's it's the medium that there is to to communicate ideas but I also try not to I try not to overdo it whenever you know so I have these periods where I'm posting a lot of shit and then I have these periods where I pull back you know, like obviously, when my son was born, I was posting a shitload of stuff online. Great. And congratulations, you know I mean? by the way. Thank you yeah. very, very That's much. Super awesome. Um, yeah, thank you very much. It's been, and I wanted to ask you about that, actually, Jen. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, so I don't comment on everything. But you put up a post about: um, do, Does anybody here ever find themselves uh, dealing with imposter syndrome? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it had just so happened the night before I had, I sleep like a baby every night. Like, but the night before I had been lying in bed, having trouble getting to sleep with kind of that, that rumination and the racing thoughts of like, you know, everything I make is a joke. Everything I do is a joke. You know, it's, it's fucking all, it it doesn't mean, you know, you know, the feeling I'm sure. And so I saw that and then being able to, and we've talked about that type of stuff a lot on the we, show. We with, talked about it when Randy was on the show. Get we out talked of your about head. it when Randy was, exactly. Yeah, and it's yeah. and one of the things we do on the show a lot is try and normalize and destigmatize those things that are happening to all of us, like behind the 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 high fives and the rocking out at the shows. Yeah, and we're like putting our to, blood and guts into this. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little... It's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah you're very exactly. vulnerable and it's a little nerve wracking and yeah. you, you know, all you want is for people to enjoy what you're doing. Well, that's and, all we want. And, 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 and something I, I, I mentioned on the last, uh, I mentioned on the last episode and, and the, the, or in a recent interview that I did is the, the sword cuts two ways because it's this great technology but it also reduces flesh and blood people to data points. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you see one like for something that you put up. Mm-hmm. And that uh, seems like a defeat. Right. Yes. But if you were physically in the presence of that person right. and they were like, I love your stuff. Right. Thank you so much. That would or make like you feel the, good. That would yeah. make your fucking week. Yeah. yeah. So so you end up see, you end up starting to look at... Uh, you end up starting to look at interest in this very quantitative way rather than qualitative yeah, way. Yeah, it's short attention span theater out there. Yeah, yeah. and you know what's interesting? Scroll, 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 scroll. The, is the data with relationship, or the, the research with relationship to um, short attention spans, like mm-hmm. it was thought for a long time that people had no attention span. And like, so a lot of content was created to be quick, but we're seeing... Uh, you know, we we there was the the idea in society that television had just ruined people and no one could pay attention to anything. But what has been happening lately is we're seeing people that are following these long term, uh, long form stories like Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, you know that's a huge investment of time. Yeah. We're seeing um, the the pod the podcast uh, realm is. I want to say that podcasts are like one of the number one media sources in the world. Uh, It's been argued that Joe Rogan is probably the most influential media figure of all time because he gets 150 downloads of his show every month. It's a cool show. It is. It is a very cool show. But you're starting to see this like there's almost this unseen world of like 
people are able to sit down and pay attention to a subject for two to three hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are attending lectures with philosophers and psychologists and 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 all of these different things. And we're starting to see that yeah. it people don't necessarily have the shortest attention span. Fortunately, the there's all kinds of people out there. Yeah, exactly. And they will seek out stuff that interests them. Yeah. Right. You know. And just put and, it out there, see what happens. Well, yeah. one thing one thing that I like about about the the stuff that you're putting out there is it is it is helping that cause to destigmatize and normalize normal experience. Yeah. It's creating a um, it's creating kind of a town hall where people can talk and woodshed and things that you might only do before, like. You know, I In think of it as like friends. a prison education. Yeah. You know, you go to prison and you meet a bunch of other criminals and they teach you how to be <laughs> yes. a better criminal. <laughs> or, you're, or you're in a band and you go on tour and you talk to other bands yeah. and you learn stuff. Right. It really has taken those little nuggets, those resources of information and extrapolated that into this big thing where, where I mean, even if you just glance at the most recent comments while you're scrolling by, something informative and in and interesting and useful can be found. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, you know, I think that one of my strengths is that, like, I'm pretty good at engaging people. Right, I and, would and agree I, with that. And I put out a lot of, you know, questions that I think that everybody wonders, you know, and it, I, I think consciously, too, to try to get different types of people to engage. Like, I put out a post once about women in music and that got me a lot of anger and hate <laughs> but you know what but it got people talking yeah. right you know and, and I, th I think that anger and the anger and hate <laughs> is kind of the fringes of the discussion yeah I think I that too. most people and I think we're in a time now where people are probably still a little I mean social media is so fucking new yeah you know mass media on the way we experience it now is so new you know, they, even the 24-hour news cycle is only probably 25 years old, yeah. something like that. So, and I mean, and social media is, is, is way newer than that. Mm -hmm. So I think that people are just a little tenuous about having hard discussions in, in public mediums like that, especially public forums like that. particular subjects. Yeah, particular, especially with gender politics, you know, identity politics, gender politics, yep. you know. Um, I really like the article that you shared on the mental illness yeah, yeah. Not, it was interesting it was a really interesting yeah. article well and you know it, what i liked about it better was the article or the fact that it had lars ulrich as, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> on the, the, as the poster boy <laughs> well and that's that's totally relevant you know last week we were talking about dave mustaine and we were talking about like intense personalities and oh, yeah. people are like i met this guy from this band and he was a total dick it's like well, the guy probably has social anxiety to some degree. Oh, yeah. The guy is a former addict. The guy, right. you know, deals with massive crowds of people and on a, a regular basis. people always want something and, from him. Exactly. And it probably depends on who you are. I've met Dave Mustaine. He was great. Yeah. And and, so and it depends on the day that you meet people. Yeah. And, and the yeah. point I made is I was like, he's not running around the grocery store slapping milk out of people's hands and, and <laughs> right. screaming at people. You know but I, I wish mean? he was. Oh, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it depends on when you catch them it depends on the context in which you catch them and you know i i am a pretty social guy yeah. i i love getting on stage and entertaining people i love being behind a bar and entertaining people yeah. but even i have hugely overwhelming social anxiety to the point where, you know, people stand there, it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands or my body or I feel <laughs> weird or I smoked a little too much weed. I mean, that's why alcohol is so prevalent in, in our world. Yes. yes. Is because chemically it 
reduces your levels of fear and anxiety and mm -hmm. your level of threat. And when you're surrounded by that many other primates and you don't know who's friend and who's foe and your your like opportunity for being ousted dude seriously and and at any moment you could be attacked or ousted from the tribe or some or ridiculed yeah. or something it can happen you're we're, not cool yeah. anymore man yeah we're primates yeah. you know cool for a while it can yeah. happen <laughs> you know and and it can happen at a drop of a hat i think that i think that most people who are pretty moderate you know um multi-faceted in their in their belief systems or I would even say just more open to ideas coming in are less likely to be as vocal and have the um, tempered conversation and civil discourse in those in those mediums as are the people on the fringes yeah. right. and I think that a group like like the the Colorado original band community or a handful of the other ones that are out there and I do encourage people to start groups of their own like this is is it quickly removes any of the people who are going to be um, fanatics and any of the people who are going to be extremists. And it any brings of the, them right out. Well, it it, yeah. it, it smokes them out, and yeah. then you're able to go, you know what, dude, you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. We're, we're here to have a discussion. We're not here to get in a fucking screaming match with you. Mm -hmm. And and I think that I think that groups like that, and I think that platforms like that are, and and, and they're in a bunch of different um, fields, of course. You know, you can stratify that across the the entire uh, landscape of of mass communications in in modern times. But you're you're starting to see more facilitation being made for the tempered discussion of these hot button topics, like and and like you got a lot of hate on that uh, that women's experience post as being a musician but I'll bet a lot of motherfuckers got taken out of that conversation very early on yeah I, I even got some angry uh, messages via private messenger Did you? on that one yeah see I yeah, unfollow so. people but Tony uh, Tony is is committed to following even the people that especially following uh, especially following I, the I do the him same too. thing I let I let them spew their shit I know who they I are have to, I have I know, to know who they are exactly yeah I, I was like okay I'm watching out for people like you because you're a fucking exactly. asshole yeah. And yeah. you're making this bad for everybody, so I'm keeping yeah. my eye on you. You exist. I, just, I have to know where you're at. I'm, you, I, I just, oh, man, maybe I'm putting myself in a filter bubble to a degree, I'm just but a I mellow. also feel like I'm protecting the space of my consciousness. Yeah, that's good. That's, and that's exactly where I'm at with it. Some yeah. people need to I'll do that. I'm mellow enough to where I can laugh at it. And, right. Yeah. You know, and, me, and you I don't get anxiety get, about anything. We don't get involved as much either. Yeah, that's We're true. not sitting there arguing on the internet at all. No. I feel a compulsion to engage. I see. I can ignore it. That's why you guys catch flack. It's just, if you put your yourself to say anything then you're in a position that people will disagree with you or whatever. you you can get so you're able to yeah. do that like if internet pylons are like just read about it and go well that guy's a fucking dick you know? <laughs> <laughs> like like now we know now, you know the, yeah what's it and then look at him like what's this like what band all right okay yeah yeah so. yeah. <laughs> yeah no and 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 i get that and it's like i want to be aware of everything's out there i heard i was listening to joe rogan actually and he goes i watch an hour of fox news every week just so that I can see what they're talking about. Yeah. I do as well. Not an hour, but I'll flip over to them just to, to see, see what, what kind about. of crazy shit they're talking I about. I check the news headlines. Like, yeah. I try to check the news headlines on as many diverse sources mm -hmm. as I can. I want to be aware of what's going on out there. I want to be aware of the ideas. Yeah. But when I'm in the space of something like Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram, I my purposes for that, I just... 
I really don't want my consciousness blown up with that much intensity yeah. at that level. And I get, I feel personally saddened by um, pylons. Like when yeah. I watch an internet pylon, dude, it's like watching a car crash. Yeah. It's just, it's it's oh unequivocally unfair. Yeah. And and always nasty and. And I, I just I, I don't care for it, and I don't want to see it. I, I have to say too that I will stay open minded when I watch uh, like right wing media yeah. and stuff you like that to. because sometimes I'll see something that I might actually agree with. So I don't right. just discount everything because of it's on a certain it's, channel. It's it's, right. all, it's it's a different perspective that like yeah my at least my brain because especially because of who I'm surrounded by you know yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to hear that idea. Totally, you have right. to, you have to allow right. yourself. It's not to be, just a binary world, after it's, and all. it's not. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. but it, there's a lot of nuance. But, but like, there is, there. But right? It's much no, more complicated yeah. than black really, and white. Nobody's really in the gray area, so it's like you can only see the one color over here and the one color over here, and then you kind of have to decide for yourself to make it gray. Right. Any issue gray, worth compli- yeah. any issue worth talking about is going to be vastly complicated and yeah. nuanced. And and yeah. I'm happy to see that, like. A lot of the initial inflammation seems to be being tempered by a lot more, um, a lot more civil discourse entering the discussion. Yeah, a lot. You, you know, you're still getting the people who are screaming and making threats at people, but I, I think by and large, a majority of people out there tend to tend to have. Um, a perspective which is much less hard oh, pe- most people fall in the middle yeah and they can right. see things from both sides but, it just doesn't seem like it because the well, loudest can see that there's no sides yeah well the loudest motherfuckers are, are the, the ones yeah. are the ex- ones it's on like, the far left and, the far the and they're the ones getting pushed in the algorithm right. yeah. yeah and the 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 thing the thing that has been really nice to see and I, and I just I wanted to I, I guess I what I wanted to do was compliment and commend you on um, yeah you know, putting hey, yourself guys. out there to, because yeah. I mean, we're doing a good job. Even hey. <laughs> you, you know, I, you, I will keep it engaged with everybody. Yeah. Is what makes everything about it, right? I'm not involved with that at all. By the way, I just yeah, I see you chiming like once or twice. I'll just like, I'll make a comment exactly, as a I, as a group member. That's exactly. all, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think Jen, it's like, somebody somebody responds to you, and then you come automatically come back and and support and have a discussion that somebody else now jumps in on, and like without that, I don't think it would last at all. You know, you know, yeah, it's like we engage. we yeah. just had we just had an election here in Denver, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and most of what you're seeing in the. The, the the broad public spaces is a lot of intensity and a lot of of anger or a lot I've you know that, yeah. you know these these intense perspectives on on how oh, the election more, more turned hippies out. are going to move here I see that all yeah. the time and like yeah yeah uh, uh, don't move here for shrooms and yeah, it's like whatever. it's like you know I heard I. I you know, I love, I love, I love my dad to death. Uh-huh. But we went, uh, we went over for Mother's Day brunch, and my dad uh, kind of goes, oh, and I think that's gone too far. And it's like, what's gone too far? <laughs> that's a dad thing to say. I it's think like, he's right, but it's funny that he said it. <laughs> no, nah, but, but, but here's thing to say. here's the thing. Okay, and I, w- I will give, I will give my opinion on on this topic, and it's just like. I don't think anyone should go to jail for it. Yeah, I don't no think way. anyone should go to prison. No way. But knowing what I know about <laughs> mushrooms and my experience, I don't think it should be legal for someone to walk into a dispensary and buy hallucinogens <laughs> and be <laughs> able to just have to walk around it. in the world. Like going to a doctor or and get you, real weak. 
Yeah, right. It's like right. Real, well, but real, I, maybe I do with think a background check. I do think that people should check. be able to go to a doctor if they have anxiety or depression or a substance abuse problem and, yeah. and have that medication yeah, used in a, in a yeah. facility. But if I grow some mushrooms of my own or I get them from a buddy of mine, I can handle my drugs. Yeah, you know, I don't, and I get caught. I shouldn't go to prison. That's how it. I feel about yeah. it yeah. as well. I feel like yeah. as a proprietor of mushrooms <laughs> or a... The greatest drug of all time. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. I feel like you should have to work for it a little bit. You should have to know somebody. <laughs> well, and you and there, I mean? is, there is a... Shouldn't be available at Walgreens. Yeah, there exactly. is a case study in the form of, uh, you know, the Netherlands, who right. are super liberal, man. Oh, we super were just there. there. <laughs> but they, they made psilocybin mushrooms illegal because whether you like it or not, Four stupid people who couldn't handle their drugs injured themselves yeah. and other people yeah, and animals while shit. they yeah. were on drugs, yeah. while they were on mushrooms. And they said, none of that. Now, I do take truffles every time I go to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking awesome. And I'm glad there's the loophole. Yeah. But I can handle my drugs. There you go. You're that's the key. You know, how many people you're, you're, fall into those canals? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, really. That, mean, and that's a concern, yeah. right? Yeah. People just drunk at night, walking up and down. Yeah. How they not fall in? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw some very uh, or, high people there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> or what about the <laughs> highest <laughs> people? The highest getting high. smashed on a bicycle. I'm surprised. I don't Shit, see we got really high. On a Dude, I, I started taking the truffles in Amsterdam, and John Fate and I took them, uh-huh. and we got so high. Like we're like, all right, we'll take the first half, and then we'll see how we feel. And we got so high, we're like, we're not taking anymore, <laughs> because being that was high enough. Being in such a massively that. crowded place yeah. as Amsterdam, while you're high on mushrooms, yeah, is that. fucking awful. You now went back to the hotel and you stayed out. Oh yeah, but then the second year that we went, I got them and I was just like kind of popping them a little bit at a time, and too? we were walking through red light, and oh dude, I was having the time of my. Fucking life! No, no, no. That's the time I was taking him in in uh, Belgium. When I took him in Belgium, and I Aaron has done mushrooms all over the country, all well, over dude, the world. I got him, I got him, yes, and does. then uh, I got him, and then like I bought him in Amsterdam at the beginning of the tour, and never had occasion to take him. And then it's the last night of the tour, and we got done playing, and I'm like, "Fuck, dude! I don't know what to. I guess I'll take him." So I not tripped. taking them with you. Yeah. So I tripped my nuts off from our last show to our flight back to the states. Oh so I'm just like tripping and packing my suitcase and dancing around and having it fun. And these guys are trying to talk about logistic planning for the stuff. And I'm like, everything's going to be great. I'm just going to show up, baby. <laughs> I wake my dad up out of you know my dad is passed out drunk, and I wake him up so yeah, he can take a shower too. and we can get on the road. And my dad's like one eye in it, and he's all hung over. And I just like look at my dad. I put my hands on his face and I'm just like dad I just wanted to let you know I appreciate you being here and I love you so much and I'm glad you're here my dad just kind of stares at me <laughs> and then goes uh huh <laughs> your dad's seen a fucked up guy before that being said okay son you know that being said there were at least like I had to find the loophole and you can go yeah. to a smart shop and you can get that stuff but it's not just like people throwing mushrooms off the back of a truck. You know what I mean? Is there like, a mushroom day like 420? Like, dude, might. oh my God, there have been tourists already showing up at Fire on the Mountain because Fire on the Mountain is a deadhead, you know, place. Mm-hmm. So there have already been people who are showing up who are tourists who are like, 
mushrooms are legal. You can do oh, them now. God. And they're like coming and tripping. And I'm like, fuck, you're going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Coming in tripping. <laughs> you shouldn't be coming in tripping at all. Yeah. Like, you get busted with mushrooms and you get the, you know, it was like, hey, bring those home or something like that. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. just showing up way too fucked out of your mind, you know, that's a bad <laughs> idea. Well, and, and, and you do get the tourists who can't handle their weed and can't handle the altitude and can't handle the high gravity beers. Oh my God. And now you're the throwing mushrooms, mushrooms on top on of that. <laughs> Dude, it's like. It's a recipe for disaster. Dude, red, red Red Rush shows. Decrim all the way. No one should go to prison. It should be a low priority for law enforcement. But if if they ever present a bill uh, to have mushrooms available for recreational purposes and dispensaries... No fucking way, dude. <laughs> it's very no. responsible of you. Yeah, and, and 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 I even support like full decriminalization of all drugs. I don't think anyone should go to prison for drug use. Yeah, I think it's stupid. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. But it that's com- coming from experienced drug users. <laughs> People who have not yeah. experienced drugs don't understand that concept. Like this is a choice that you're making on your own and you're yeah. responsible for yourself as a human being. You should not regulate everything that people put in their bodies. Well, I have a I have a felony record. I have a felony criminal record I thought that's what for enough for. cocaine <laughs> to fit under my thumbnail. Oh, see, yeah, you a know felony what I mean? for that. Like my life got fucked up yeah. to a degree. I mean, I could still vote. You know, yeah. I can I can still. It hasn't really it's affected an my life that brother. much. Yeah, I mean, it's an inconvenience at at the, at best. Yeah. You know, it's a big F on my report card yeah. at best. You know, and <laughs> your life and report card. <laughs> yeah, on my big <laughs> life report card. You know, and and hey, so okay to give. Now I guarantee that that guy who stole my identity that I was talking to you guys about. And yeah. for those of you listening, I will give the backstory here in a second. <laughs> but like, I would be willing to wager that that guy either found my information off of social media, which is I, I share way too much and yeah. put way too much information out there. But he could have easily done a a public record search, you know, and yeah. pulled names off of other felons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other people who are in the system. And, you know, my mugshot is in there and all these different things just because back at that time I had a drug problem. Right. And I was using stuff and happened upon some cops who took great pleasure in throwing me in the back of a car and and slapping a charge on me. And if you were still in jail, what a waste that would be. Yeah. Thank you, you know very I mean? much. Yeah, I mean, I think I do more good than uh, than harm being out in the world fucking sharing that experience with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talking yeah. to people. So, the, the this backstory is before I came in today, uh, Tony and I stopped <laughs> minutes, at just minutes, like moments before I came in today. So Tony and I have been trimming at uh, this morning, one of our side jobs that we do, and we went to stop at Wendy's and get something to eat before we came to do the yeah, podcast. Bag. And Tony goes to get the Dr. Peppers for the show over at the gas station, and I'm and he goes, "I'll see you there." I go to get in my car, you know, I try calling my wife, she doesn't pick up. I set the phone down. And then I'm about to put the keys in the ignition, and all of a sudden there is police officers three with f- three, three police, cars. three cars, yeah, with fucking vests on, just like, like open up the car, step out of the car, get out of the car, take the keys out of the ignition, blah blah blah, pull me out, slap cuffs on me, put me yeah. over the fucking trunk of the car. They're like, you know, what's your name? Aaron Howell, what the fuck? What's going on? They're like, you're under arrest. You have a warrant for arrest. I'm like, a warrant for what, dude? I didn't. And I'm like, 
laughing while I'm being surprised. I'm like, why? He's why? He's also a little high. What's going on? Yeah, I'm also a little <laughs> high. smells of and bud. Yeah, smells keep in mind, I just came from weed. trimming weed all morning. So I have leafs <laughs> on my pants. Yeah, I reek. the shoelaces. Dude, my, my arm hair is sticking together with keef. I'm lousy with keef right now. <laughs> and so I just reek of weed. I'm a little high. And they, they pull me out. Am and I being punked? They're ch- Dude, I thought that. It, there was a moment while they were questioning me that I thought it was a prank. Right. I thought there was no fucking way. Because they, they were all unmarked cars, and they all looked like normal dudes with just police vests right. on them. So they they basically arrested you based on the way you looked Well, they, they from a picture, because they didn't know who you were. They didn't they didn't arrest me. I think they'd been following me. Oh. Like, what probably, what probably happened is they ran my plate. They'd been looking for me. There See was a warrant out for my arrest. And and I'm going and I told the guys I go you know and I was being real polite with them whatever I was like guys seriously I haven't been in any trouble since I stopped drinking right like I was like I stopped drinking five years ago I haven't <laughs> been in any trouble since it's a point of pride like like what the I hell? dude I have zero like I have nothing to hide right now I was like there's nothing I can think of and they check my date of birth they check my name and they're just kind of going like yeah I think this is our second guy and da, da 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 and I'm like what the fuck is going on they're like who are you here with oh my friend Tony and blah 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 and <laughs> they go disappeared. who had gone back into Wendy's to get a <laughs> frosty like, I'm out of here I'm Peace gonna wait out. this I'll go wait it out with a frosty you could have brought me one of course uh, probably you didn't know if I was gonna go to shit, jail and you, melting in the car right now <laughs> <laughs> so fuck so they they bring up a picture of my mugshot from when I got arrested. Mm-hmm. And they're like, is this you? And I said, yeah, that's me. That's my information. And they said, do you know this guy? And they show me these pictures. And uh, God, I want to say this guy's name is Josh Yesha or Yesha or Yesha. Or something. I really hope I want to find this guy. <laughs> I really want to find this guy. And they show me pictures of him. They're like, yeah, uh, apparently this guy has been using your name. It's a, it's a big drug bust in Broomfield, blah, 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 all this stuff. He's been using your name for a while, wow. it seems like. Like they're trying to compare the pictures of the guy that they arrested. And I'm like, dude, that is not me. <laughs> and that is me. And blah, blah, blah. They're like, like yeah, you're going to need to uh, call uh, Colorado Bureau of Investigations and get that taken care of because this, this might happen again. Oh, Jesus. And they're like, thanks for being such a good sport about it. I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, my dad was a cop for 43 years. And, and I was like, I, you know, I'm sure you can see I have a criminal record, but I haven't been in any trouble since I got my shit together. And he goes, if you don't mind me asking, what was your charge for? I was like, dude, I just partied too much. I just like a couple DUIs, coke charge, you know, not showing up for court, being a dumbass when I was younger and straighten that out, you know. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I don't do anything now. Right. So I knew whatever you guys were looking for wasn't me. But, right. But so like. A little bit of a scare. Actually. So, yeah. so how, you know, back to. reeking of weed? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, man, it's I mean, legal. That, yeah, but that's not what they were there for, you know. And, and That's why I went to get the frost. But that's like, like. Well, I'm not going down with them. Watch yeah. to see if it works out. See how this shakes out. <laughs> Good call. But like <laughs> being being a felon, having that okay. felony charge. I can't believe he called me out, man. They saw me walk into the Wendy's, just like, oh, they saw me walk out with someone. <laughs> you know what am I going to do? Be like, no, nah, I don't know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come here with no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm I'm invoking my right to remain silent. I had nothing to hide. We were getting Wendy's, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like it was nothing. Like, it, yeah, so, but the Did you fact- get the Baconator, perchance? <laughs> the biggie bag. Well, what did you buy in there? What did you buy in there? Was it good? 
How's that new sandwich? How's that new Sunday? Can, can I have a fry? On yeah, a scale of one to ten, how would you rate that burger? <laughs> Did you dip your fries in your frosting? No, I got sauce some sauce, sir. <laughs> so I mean, like, because because <laughs> of a because of a right. drug charge, because of a stupid drug charge that like really like doesn't make sense, you know, because I was just dumb and had an unhealthy habit. I had to get my cheeks swabbed for DNA to go in the system. You know, I have a mug shot that is forever in the system mm-hmm. and uh, of public record and other fucking criminals yeah. can, can, access, your can access that information, can at least find my date of birth and my name. Yeah. You know, that was the only information to my knowledge that he had. Yeah. So it could have been, you know... I'm pretty active on social media. I have a reach of a, you know, Mm -hmm. there are people who have seen stuff that I put up that I definitely do not know. Sure. You know, so that's possible. But I also think it is, it's equally, it's probably more probable that it's like, you know, a a, a guy knew he needed to have some alibis on hand just in case something went down. And you can go, and he was like, he kind of looks like you, so he probably, you know, so he... He he looked at photographs, I'm sure. Oh, dude, and they were were looking at my tattoos and stuff like that and comparing tattoos and things. They're like, do you have a tattoo on your chest? I was like, no, dude. I was like, I've got a ton of them, but I don't have any on my chest. They're like, yeah, someone's using your ID. Have a good day, sir. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Took me out, took me out of the cuffs and put me back in the car and we're like, you might want to go take care of that. All right. Thanks yeah. for leaving it up to me to take care of us. Yeah. How about, can you make a phone call yeah. real quick? <laughs> yeah. You guys you, probably have the direct line to whoever you need to talk to. Yeah. yeah. Get, it, just just call your boss and just be like, hey, we should stop looking for this guy because this isn't the guy that we're looking for. Yeah, that would be nice. You know. Well, should we take a break? Yeah, now? let's take a quick break and, uh, and we'll come back and talk about some more stuff. All right. Bitching. electrician story for you. Is this before or after the cops? This, spark, this is sparky this, story. This is after the this is after the cops. I called my mom. Um I, I, I called my mom about a couple things and she goes, she goes, Well, would you like to hear a funny story? So my dad um went to install a new um doorbell. Uh-huh. Uh the ring doorbell? Yeah, yeah. He went to install a new doorbell and he got it all installed. And and I followed the YouTube video, and they said I could hook it up to this wire or this wire, and everything was fine. That's true. And uh, he went to the box to turn a few things off, and then uh, he goes, I don't know what I did, but I managed to knock out the power in the house. So okay. my parents have been sitting there without power, and my dad goes, I don't know what I did, but I knocked out the power. And I go, did you call Tony? He goes... Uh, I'm gonna see if our electrician can handle it, and because they have they have like a, 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 a company that they've got he a contract turned, he with. He turned stuff in his, in his electric box. Listen, okay, you're gonna love this. Okay, you're gonna love this. So, um, and so they have this electrician that they work with. They go, we're gonna. My dad goes, I think the the box is bad, and he <laughs> it's goes, brand fucking new. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So he goes, <laughs> I think the box is bad. So. We're going to see what it would cost to to do it. And if the electrician wants to charge us an arm and a leg, we'll hit up Tony and see if we can find a more affordable way to do it. 
apparently he came all the way down to the house and my dad had thought that he turned all the fuses, the breakers on. And he didn't. But he turned all of them off. Right. <laughs> so basically I, the big electrical problem that my parents had was turning off all the breakers. And I laughed and I was like, does dad know that he's never going to live this down? Like, okay. and he goes, he goes, she goes, she goes, well, the electrician was very polite about it and said, hey, this, it's a very easy mistake to make. I'm like, yeah, that's what he said in front of you guys because you're paying customers. But as soon as he got back to the office, I guarantee that he was going, oh, boys, you would not believe the idiot I dealt with today. <laughs> that's a pretty good one, but uh, I, I don't know. Man, I, I, could, I could see where he's coming from with that. So they, they marked the breakers for him so that it wouldn't happen again. Oh, they put it on. Okay. Yeah, like so wrote they wrote down what it was. Yeah, they they oh, wrote down. They, they did that already, but I'm guessing they wrote on. They wrote on and off. They and probably they, put big glow in the dark letters on it. On they probably put a picture that just says, it says see, "No, see, no, Michael." I can see. I can see that mistake being made. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> That's very sweet of you, but I am going to give my dad shit for the rest of his natural life. <laughs> Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. First of all, first and foremost, our most venereal, nay, venerable sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Just Plains, Illinois, shit rolls downhill, don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority. Your shit is our bread and butter. Angie's List Super Service Award winner 2011, the only year that matters. He'll wear the booties for you. Just Plains, Illinois. Tell Jerry the boys sent you. Master of Poopers, bitch. Damn. Evergroove Studio in beautiful Evergreen, Colorado. State-of-the-art audio and video studio uh, in the Shadow Mountain region. Or Black Mountain? Is it the Black Mountain or the Shadow, Shadow Mountain? Is it Shadow? Shadow. It's between Shadow and Black Mountain. It's solar, solar, solar powered. Solar powered. Producing engineers. Helpful and friendly staff, and just great people. And I heard a rumor that our album is on deck for mixing here very soon. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. The front lines of Good Times Volume One coming out of Evergroove Studio. We're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a live stream listening party and uh, and pre order here soon. So I'm very excited to do that. Once we get the green light from the label, we're gonna. We're going to play that thing for everybody, and uh, you're going to get to listen to us talk about ourselves on the internet. That'll be fun, Dang. right? Everyone's to tune in and, and hear about what mics you used for the kick drum and all that. It'll be fun. Yeah, some people might like it. It'll actually. be fun. Everybody wants to hear about the snacks that you ate in the studio. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official practice space of motherfucking ruckus and like all the other bands pitch invasion sometimes yeah hey that's a, that's one that i forgot is pitch invasion they're forgettable yeah pitch the, invasion the is pitch fucking invasion, awesome right? <laughs> the pitch invasion is fucking awesome thank you guys actually we have a show coming up i'll just mention that yeah. on the 24th it's the Lindsay coon conspiracy skateboard uh extravaganza at Lindsay's uh, a cool guy man yeah yeah it's at uh Goose Town over there. So come say hi on uh, the 24th of this month. And listen to Molly by The Pitch Invasion. If you want if you want a great introduction to that band, start with Molly. That is a great song. And do that, Molly. Yeah, that do Molly before you listen to the band. You'll it's love legal it. legal now. This band is so yeah, everything is. Did now. you know Molly's legal in Colorado now? <laughs> 
Fucking ravers. Rocket Space Rehearsal here. Studios. You ain't got to carry shit. Yeah. Tell Kate Mu- the boys sent you. Tell Kate the boys sent you. Mutiny Information Cafe on 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado. Books, records, coffee, live events. They got an Alice Cooper pinball machine and a bunch of other pinball machines. Comic books, including our coffee, our comics. Great coffee. And uh, sometimes they have late night smokeouts and secret events and um, and toys and memorabilia and uh, and art shows and screenings of independent films and open mic comedy and bands playing and really it's a it's a cultural oasis it, dead center in the heart of Denver. Um, the motherfucking podcast is of course a mutiny transmission, along with a lot of other great podcasts um, voted. Uh, best of Westward, best podcast network um, this year, which is pretty fucking cool. We're still not on the website, but that's okay. And uh, but the motherfucker in a cape uh, podcast is with R. Allen Brooks and me and Jake Fairley are going to be on. Do you guys show. wear capes? Uh, well, Do it's his show. The motherfucker in a cape. That, like I don't uh, know if he wears a cape. I think he should. I think he, especially since it's a live podcast. Are you, you going to wear your cape? I'll keep it in the trunk just in case. <laughs> I usually do. Oh, dude, all my gear is in the back of my Hyundai Accent. I think accent. we should Always. bring capes back as like a thing. Like a th- I think we should bring cape men back as a thing. Do you have a mannequin as well back there still? I do have a mannequin <laughs> back there still. Um, well, it's, like it's, James it's, Brown it's had like a cape man. Yeah. Oh, like, a cape I, man. I want a cape man. Yeah, well, somebody to put the cape on Yeah. You. What's the difference between a cloak and a cape? A cloak? Is a cloak heavier? I think a cloak's bigger. Well, a cloak is will cover so you completely. Yeah. A cape is really kind of cheesy. Cause cloak has a hood, right? You're is, gonna, that, is that right? It's like things superhero wears or a witch or something, right? I think no, I mean... The cloak it, goes all the way around there, and the cape goes pretty much to your ribs. There are... No, there are long dress <laughs> capes. Ribs? Yeah, there, <laughs> that's a wedding veil. <laughs> no, there are long... That's a shawl. You're thinking of a rib coat. <laughs> you're oh, thinking you're right, of a breastfeeding shawl is what you're thinking of. No, they... I mean, there's like dress capes like there's like hooded long capes I think that of Jack of Jack the Ripper when I think of a cloak yeah uh, but somebody somebody write in and tell us the difference between a cloak and yeah, a cape yeah help us out here yeah. I would think that like maybe it's heavier and warmer yeah there you go but Gordo look it up what's the difference <laughs> between a cloak and a cape um <laughs> let's see oh the Nug Nation uh, the Nug Nation dot com Home of all those wacky nugs and their crazy adventures of Nugville, Colorado. This podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios, where I work. It's nice. We just did a major project. Uh, oh yeah, what'd you guys? What'd you guys think of the tour? We gave you guys. That's we very yeah, cool. It's great. It's very a, cool. You it's guys got place. some cool, cool stuff happening here. Yeah, we make we make some fun stuff here. There's a uh, multitude of rooms with things in them. Yeah, yeah. ounce for ounce. The best homegrown comedy in years. And we also, uh, man, I want to give a big shout out. We've been making jokes the last couple weeks about this big project that the Nug Nation is working on. And we've been putting a lot of misinformation out there. Billy Joel. So, yeah. So, one week we said it was a Billy Joel thing that we were working on. And we probably dropped the name Billy Joel in the episode a dozen times. And then Gordo really stepped up his game and doubled the Billy Oceans in the next episode. (laughs) Don't forget. Um, Yeah. But Billy Idol. Billy Idol. But uh, we can actually say this now because it's been released. Um, we did the recent video for Billy Ray Cyrus. We did the Angel in My Pocket video. 
which uh, dropped this week for a new song off of Billy Ray Cyrus's album. Yes, we did a video for Billy Ray Cyrus. And I want to give a shout out to Mikey Peterson and Dylan Fole and Max Sutton and and Trevor Clausen and Joanne King and Jamie Jorgensen and 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 everybody and Jake Fairley uh, who did the storyboards and everybody who worked around the clock to do two months of work in two weeks and uh, and man it really turned out to be a cool video it's been it's been featured in uh, Billboard and in Rolling Stone and in a bunch of other things check it out it's on YouTube the uh, Angel in My Pocket video by Nug Nation man we're all super proud of it um, so big 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 shout out and love and appreciation and respect and honor to my homies at thenugnation.com. Go to thenugnation.com, check out the episodes of all the shows that are that, that we've been doing. I do all the silly voices. I have to literally have the easiest job in the whole office. Yeah. I just <laughs> And we get to use all the toys. Like like basically they they bring out a script and we read it and we get to make jokes funnier and I get to record silly voices. Like pretty much I've been doing the same thing since I was a child, which is making silly voices into a tape recorder. Hey, oh, yeah. man. I have a question about that video. Here we go. <laughs> I know what it's going to be, dude. <laughs> go ahead. Shoot. Phoning it in? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Man. What happened? I mean, I can't... Anybody who's watched the video knows that this is what happened. And need to look it up. So, okay, and this is what I found out, <laughs> Gordo, is... So if you watch the video... My voiceovers are done here in the studio and are of pretty decent quality. And they were actually done on software and, you know, edited and EQ'd and all these various things that you do with professional recordings. From what I understand, Billy Ray lives a very cushy life. He's been a millionaire since the early 80s. His daughter is Hannah Montana, and he has so much fucking money that he really doesn't have to work at all and hasn't had to work in a really long time. And some of his handlers have said that he is an interesting character to work for because they have to make him do stuff sometimes. So we had some lines for Billy in in the uh, in the video. And Billy Ray literally phoned his lines in. <laughs> like, he did recordings on his what? cell phone and sent them in. If you watch it, I swear to God, his it's voiceover. It's super obvious when you dude, watch it. Dude, super obvious. And, like, if you look at the YouTube comments, like, it's like, <laughs> did Billy Ray Cyrus record his fucking part over the telephone? And it's like, yes, he did. <laughs> he certainly did. And, um, I have it right here. And, and I'm like, and I'm going, what is up with that? Like, are they gonna are they gonna fix that in post? Is he gonna redo it later? And they sent it to the label and and they were, thought it was good enough. And quality control. And, and my question was <laughs> kids really like the lo fi stuff these days. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna notice. But my question was is I was like, doesn't he have a home studio? Right. And the answer is yes. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> yes, he, he does. He can't even turn the equipment on. Yeah, that's not surprising. Like, basically, like, he has a home studio. He can turn on the ladies, But he also has the money (laughs) to have someone come in and run... Like, anybody. come in and run the equipment. the phone call was either to a sound engineer or just straight to the Nugget Nation. (laughs) He could have called me. I would have gone over. It is a great video. 
Yeah. Mikey and Jamie especially worked round the clock. It Mike slept sweet. in the office. Yeah, Dude, it's up. it's such a cool video and it's super surreal and weird and fun. I got to do the voices of the of the boss and the farmer can, and I did Can I do this real quick? I yeah. Just, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is And then I did um I actually did all the Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's great. Angel in my pocket. Go to the very beginning of it. Who's whistling? Go to the very beginning of it. All right. So that crowd noise, I did 12 layers of voices. I did every single voice in there. And you sound just like a crowd. Where is he? Listen to this. Cyrus. What the hell, man? I was just having a good drink. <laughs> this is your last warning. You screw up again and you're fired. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to see the video because it's a bunch of buds. You really working. should watch the video. You should watch the video. It's amazing. It's very entertaining. And, and like, Jamie and Mike had multiple nights where they worked 40 hours straight without sleep. Yeah. You know, because stop motion animation is such a tedious process. And they really did a fantastic job. I am so proud of everyone involved. We are honored that that Billy Ray Cyrus and his people, you know, chose us to do this. And and it is a lot of fun. But it is I'm sorry, it's unavoidable to to point out that it is really, really, really very funny. That (laughs) but I mean now here's the thing though, is Billy Ray Cyrus is a very sweet and likable man. I think I've heard that. Yeah, he's a very, very cool dude. He just seriously straight up was like oh man this is good enough I mean fuck it's a cell phone I'll send it in it'll be cool <laughs> they're yeah. like computers well the irony is that like you know you could oh, FaceTime audio is so much better than than a phone audio you know? totally could have just gone with a FaceTime audio and it would have been like you probably wouldn't have known you would think that his oh. daughter multi-platinum recording artist Miley Cyrus would be like dad no, like I have to help my dad use the Facebook. I have to help my dad use the Google. I have to help my dad use his goddamn phone. You know, I've had to like my uncle Dan has handed me his phone and been like, I don't know how to work this fucking thing. You know, I've had to do that. She was gallivanting around the world doing something. You would have thought that available. You would have thought that she would have been like. Dad, give me your phone. Or like, Dad, I will come set up a microphone and do something for you. Like, but no, no, nobody corrected him. They're just like, yep, put that thing through. Just push it on through. Anyway, shout out to the people at thenugnation.com. Really amazing stuff. Super proud of all my people. Flipside music on South Tacoma. All the stuff you need, none of the stuff you don't. Take all the shit and all the big box stores around the world, distill it down to only the good stuff. And that's what you have at Flipside Music, guitars, amps, pedals. And Ike is a really, uh, really awesome, helpful, friendly, informative dude. Privately owned place or yeah. something? Oh, Flipside Music? Yeah. yeah um, you know you know Blackout Screen Printing, right? Um, Andrew Williams from no. Potato Pirates, his screen oh, printing okay. shop. That's where, we get, yeah, yeah. that's where we get all our printing done. So on the block of businesses right there, there's The Keep. Mm-hmm. I know The Keep. So The Keep and Blackout Screen Printing and Flipside Music are all on the same block. Oh, cool. And then there's, I think there's uh, an hourly rental space there to rehearse. So it's like this block of like indie music businesses. Awesome. Yeah, nice, I'll have to you check really that out. You can really throw a band right on that block. Yeah, it's like that block is a, it's on South Tacoma, mm-hmm. like kind of near where the Overland used to be. Like, um, I don't know, Englewood? Is yeah. that Englewood? 
It's it's the Overland area, you know what I mean? Like kind of near Levitt Pavilion and stuff like that, near Herman's. Um, Yeah, but it's it's a great shop. They get get some really interesting instruments and amps and pedals in there. We're actually going to talk to Ike about finding a company to make a a custom pedal for... Did you guys ever talk, by the way? Yeah, you guys should talk because we're gonna have him make. I'm gonna, a, beat, I'm gonna beat Tony to the punch on that. <laughs> Tony, get on it! Before we're, we're gonna try and um, what's make it gonna be called? The Windy City Madman, dude. Ooh, ours is gonna be called the Granny Tweezer, and it's gonna be awesome. The, <laughs> the Granny, granny Tweezer. Tweezer. <laughs> granny Tweezer. Okay, what do you? If, so Gordo, if you could make your ideal pedal, what would it be? Probably sustains one note for a very long time. The freeze pedal. <laughs> Got to use that freeze pedal. The freeze pedal. Got to talk about the freeze pedal. At least once a day. Tony, when we played with Granny Tweed in Fort Collins, Gordo had this pedal called the freeze pedal. And Tony sat and watched, has. Tony sat and watched the whole show set, like staring at the board just to see when Gordo would bust out the freeze pedal. And he did it once on one song (laughs) for like a second. He's got his board set up of like two, uh, two levels, and then he's got this one in the middle. That like it seems really tough to get to, and then he's like, right. "Yeah, I'll use it for one part, in one song." I was like, "You doing it tonight?" He's like, "Yeah." So I'm looking I'm out for it. Just waiting for it. So I was just waiting. Gotta bust out that freeze pedal. I and, got and, one. And he didn't play it. Like he didn't play it until like the third to last <laughs> song of the set either. So just like staring. Like, so so Gordo, it, it's, it's much needed real estate. It's getting the boot really soon. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to Tony. Hey, uh, so if you could design the ultimate pedal, what would be the ultimate pedal? Uh, it'd probably be the freeze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it would be a delay of some. You Delays know, prob- are fun. Probably yeah. a tube, you know, tape delay yeah. kind of thing. And it would have, uh, it'd probably have a fuzz circuit mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Tony, what, what would the Windy City Madman pedal be? Uh, it wouldn't be a pedal. There wouldn't be a pedal. It'd just be a badass rock and roll amp. Really? It'd just be an amp. To plug in and go. No nope. Like real men. That would, that, would, <laughs> that, would, that would be my favorite. So same answer from you, Bart? Like, no, I like pedals. Yeah, what, what, would, what would be the, the Bart band. McCrory signature well, series? Well, pedal? I have one. It's called the Mud Butt. <laughs> but it, it needs development. Yeah. It needs what, research. So what's the Mud Butt? It's, it's going to have some... Uh, Is that the one where you've got 10 fucking Metal Zone pedals all chained together? <laughs> <laughs> that's very muddy. <laughs> With all of them turned that's all the, the That's up. the buzz saw, for sure. That fucking thing. Is so funny. So no. what? What is? The, what are the characteristics? The mud, of the mud butt, butt would be like a overdrive, but I would want it to have some fuzz. I like the fuzz feature, but then I also want an octaver. So oh, overdrive, there you go. overdrive uh, with an octaver yes. and some fuzz, and that's it. So what, what I thought would be perfect for Tony is a delay with a with an EQ and a boost, but most importantly. Locking, uh, locking inputs so that I can't kick, kick his pedal. Kick his pedals. <laughs> yes, that happens yes. a lot. Yeah, yeah. That it's should necessity. be a feature on all pedals. Locking Seriously. inputs. Yeah, somebody out That's there. That's a genius idea, right? Somebody there. out there it sitting really in their is. workshop yeah. on disability, like trying to come up with an invention. Like I don't have time or the the, we'll the know how for uh, from Flipside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Somebody send your specs to Million Flipside. Dollar idea. Trip over your cable, you pull it out. Yeah. It's like, yeah. stop yeah. that. That is a need. Yes. I got. I know what your I pedal step on should be. I my tuner all the time. Since it's the Windy off. City Madman, you know, you got this pedal, and all is it all is it does when you hit it is make wind sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just like looks, between songs that would be rad. It it's actually it's actually an on like switch this. to a fan that just blows yeah, his hair around. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my it's custom pedal. It's li- literally just a fan. That has a <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It blows his hair like. <laughs> that's it. Uh, what's that guy? That's it. Like Fabio or some <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's like um, <laughs> that's a Lasco totally. fan and a fucking foot switch from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can yeah, that's my pedal. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite pedal. Always happy to bump into a fan. Hey, keeps me cool. Yeah, keeps me cool. No, 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 no. Oh. And of course, last but most, are the uh, the few dozen badass, generous, kind, um, sexy, just warm, sexy, beautiful people who back us via small contribution on uh, patreon.com slash mfruckus. You guys help us put out the podcast. You help us put out the MF Monday series. You're helping us do the record. You help us go on tour. Um, You're going to help us create our record from a distance when Tony moves back. Um, Man, like you help us make merch. You help us do to market our shows. It really does work as a platform, people. Get over your fucking aversion to crowdfunding and go back some creators man it's like amen I, yeah yeah go back some people it's uh it's Big punch stroke. it's really incredible and and i mentioned this at the top of the show we allocate a budget of 10 percent of our um patreon earnings to give to other creators on the platform just because we want to see other people create shit uh i back kurtz gassad who made science videos i back wisecrack who makes philosophical deep dives into media i back cabal gallery uh suspect press a bunch of bunch of other people so go on there 10 percent of our shit goes to spread it around man you know that's really not that much you know we we, invest in your community man yeah invest in your community and invest in in art pay your tithing to the church of fucking creativity man of rock and roll i would say creationism but that's not that's that's, kind of weird yeah yeah, that's not it it's like we should that's like cavemen and dinosaurs together i think we should co-opt the term creationism because ours is way cooler total like creating stuff is way cooler than the belief that dinosaurs don't exist so I don't, I don't think creationists should be able to call it that anymore. Yeah, let's steal it. Yeah. Before we go on to the very end. Um, you wanted to give a shout out to a, a sponsor. Yeah, definitely yeah. to Chain Reaction Records for letting us do our promo stuff for the Blood Axe there. Yeah. Yeah. And and being, yeah. and being yeah. being just a, the, you know, we've talked about the, contrib- you know, I, I really think that people who make, uh, make a great contribution to our scene and to the community and to the creative world need to be acknowledged and and that you know that's why we have you guys on here and that's why we're having we had Josh Lent from Chain Reaction on here you know support businesses and artists and bands who who help uh, raise the tide to lift all shifts. Speaking, speaking of just that, what, another thing I think you guys play on is Texas Toast Guitars. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Man. Matt Flaherty. Absolutely. Uh, and Texas Toast Custom Guitars. He's we do. several for us. Yeah. Wasn't he going to make a guitar for you? Uh, we were supposed to do it a couple years back. You got to you gotta stay on it. Yeah, you got to stay on yeah, it. Yeah, you got to be you there. Go you got to go over <laughs> and hang out and drink b- the beer and shoot the shit. I'm That's over, part of it. Yeah, that is part of the yeah, experience. Yeah. It makes the guitar better. That's yeah. one of Tony's favorite things to do is go hang out. Out and shoot drink the beer shit. And shoot yeah. the shit. Hanging yeah. out's where it's at. Yeah. So yeah, thank I, I you. hang out hardcore. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who makes everything we do possible and makes everything everybody else does possible. Yeah. Uh, it it let's keep going. It takes a village to rock and roll. Whoa, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> it does. That yeah, that's gonna be our next song. <laughs> that's gonna be our we are the world. <laughs> It takes a village to rock and roll, rock and roll. 
We'll all be standing around in headphones around one <laughs> mic. It'll be great. That's an instant hit. Instant hit. Instant It'll be as big a hit as Angel in My Pocket by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Karen Damteen. Perfect. Instant class. Angel Perfect. dust in my pocket. I want a song. <laughs> Angel dust in my pocket. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get you in trouble, baby. Dude, man, maybe we should write a song called Angel Dust in My Pocket and fucking one up old BRC, dude. Just sing the whole BRC. thing through a phone. <laughs> old BRC. <laughs> the whole thing's done on your phone. Absolutely. Uh, um. So yeah. Uh. What time we got? How much time we got here? It's happening. Oh, is it time? It's okay. Time. Well, guys. Um. Man. That was, we're at about two hours. That was, a, that was I, we're over two hours. It goes fast, man. That was fun. Fast. Dude, it was a really great conversation. I like it. Um, I was really excited to have you guys on the show. Thanks so it, much. It's, I mean, you guys do so much, and you're both just such in, incredibly prolific people, and you make such a valuable contribution. And um, We love our community. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we love you guys, and, and man, I wish we got to see you more. Yeah. One of the great things about doing this podcast is like, you know, it's like, the, one of the best parts about playing shows is like, oh, I get to see my friends. Yeah. Yes. You know. But you don't really get to talk to them all that much. Yeah, not that You're much. Here. But it's, yeah. well, it, it's like, I don't get to get out to a lot of shows. So if I want to see one of my friend's bands, it's like, we should play a show together so mm-hmm. that I can see your band play because it's been a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I see you guys are on the bill for something, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, I get to see yeah. Throttle Bomb. I haven't yeah. seen them in years. Let's do an MF uh, Throttle Bomb show again soon. Actually, we're we're building a lineup for a show in July. Yes. So let's, let's talk as about it. As long as it's not the 27th. <laughs> it's the 26th. Ooh. We're playing... Uh, well, that's a different band. Yeah, we're playing with Messiah Bar. Yeah, so throttle bump. Yeah, let's talk it. about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to see the Tenacious D on the 25th. Yeah. Show Tony's flying out to go to yeah. Tenacious D, and we're playing. Um, we're playing uh, that Mary 26. Yeah. And then Pueblo on. on yeah, and I think Hell Satan is going to play that show too. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be super fun. Uh, yeah. So watch out for that lineup. I think we got a lineup now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I'll tell you I tried show. to get. Uh, do you guys know who Rainbow Dragon Eyes is? No, wow. but I like the name. <laughs> it's it's like a, it's like a one man project, like kind of like bit chip stuff, but he's like super fun, crazy, like intense, nice. like, kind of a metal dude. Cool. I tried to get him on it, but he's going to be on tour. But yeah. I, I hope to get him on something soon. Nice. Um. So yeah. So uh, keep your eye out for that. But. But doing the podcast is like people you may not get to hang out with as much or you see them in social situations, but there's like, it's generally like, hey, how you doing? You know, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, you catch up, but this is a really great format to like sit down and actually have a heart-to-heart discussion and like really learn about the people you're surrounded by every day. And what they got going on. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Jen, I actually want, I was hoping we'd have more time because I want to talk to you about being a parent, but because I've, yeah. I've been doing a lot of that, like talking with the rock parents and stuff, and, and uh, I, I would love to have you on again and talk about, um, talk about rock mom and, and uh, <laughs> I got years of experience. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. And um, man, it's, it's like cool to see people who just, Keep going no matter what, and yeah. keep making rock and roll. And, hey man, and just, just because you have life. kids doesn't mean you have to stop doing what you love. No, and and you know? and the argument that Ty and I make all the time is like, we want our kids to grow up and see that their parents yes. are individuals and jo- yes. enjoying what they do and enjoy and, what yeah. they do and have passions and have have hobbies and pursuits and a bliss that they right. are following in their life. 
And so, um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much. Real quick before we go off, uh, give us a few links on places where people can follow you and find out what you're up to and, right. and do, do a quick little plug of whatever you want to want people to find you. Cool. If you want to uh, check out my studio, just go to the Crash Pad uh, on Facebook. Um, it's called the Crash Pad Studio. Uh, the Blood Axe is the project I've got going on now that's crowdfunded through Bandcamp. If you're interested, check that out. The Blood Axe. The Blood Axe, exactly. We've Our got Throttlebomb on Facebook, and we've got Messiahvor on Facebook and Instagram. Right. Cool. And uh, I think that's it. Cool. For us. Cool. We do every episode. I told you guys at the top of the show, every episode we close out with a one for the homies shout out. So who are we listening to, Bart? Well, we just finished up the new Narratives record, and that's members of the band Tard, if you remember those guys. I remember Tard, And yeah. Weather the Storm. They've got a new band, uh, great punk rock stuff with Darren from Dr. Neptune oh, fronting cool. the band. Very cool. He's a great singer, Yeah, dude. he did great work on that record. So we did that at the Crash Pad, mastered at the Blasting Room. So we'll get you a song from that. Uh, I'm also going to send over a Blood Axe song for you guys to check out. Cool. I'll feature uh, the one from uh, David Sanchez, who is in Havoc. And we're going to go ahead and shout out Luna Soul, our good friends. Uh, we're playing their CD release party on June 7th. Throttle Bomb is. Thro- no. no. Messiah Voice. Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, wrong <laughs> it's on the calendar. God damn it. Do you, ever, is- do you ever write wrong songs Dude. on the set list? No, I don't do that, but I forget what band I'm playing on what <laughs> night. <laughs> Well, like, do week, I bring bass gear or do I bring guitar gear? You need gear? a color-coded calendar, man. <laughs> Google weekend, calendars is the two, way to go. We have two CD releases that of different bands. Oh, yeah. Grind I mean, Cat Grind. Yeah, is so. pl- we're playing with those guys. Throttle yeah, bombs. shout out to Grind Cat Grind, yeah, Those man. dudes are fun as hell. <laughs> great. Yeah. Dude, uh, Fi- Philo is a great dude. Man. Yeah, we, oh, yeah, we love all those guys. And I, we also did their record at the Crash Pad. Yeah, great, great bunch yeah, of dudes, man. Uh, it's one of their new songs off their new record, and it's called Along the Road. Along the Road? Cool. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode. It's been a great conversation, guys. Thanks for Thank coming. You. Yeah, thanks and so much for having us. Thanks to you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for your support. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next time. Until then, I'm Aaron Howell. Tony Lee. Gordo. And uh, Bart and Jen here in the studio. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 